What is up, kangaroo chasers? On this one, we've hit a milestone and it's time to celebrate with you, the listeners. I'm Michael Carboni. This is episode 100 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. Big man. I'm is, still not used to the music, by the way. I need to tell you that face to face. You're not a fan? I didn't say that. I said I'm not used yeah, to it because yeah. I, was, I still go tick, tick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah. I say it out loud still. Yeah, I sing yeah. along with it and then it just goes straight into a bass. So. Yeah. Oh, look, I, uh, I'm i getting used to it myself. I like it. I, the tick, tick we're, is memorable, right? But mm. I think we change it up every year and we'll just see how we oh, go. Dang. We'll just see how we go, man. But you mentioned it already. We're in the same room. We're in the Mercho studio. Mm. And uh, it's good to be back, mate, to celebrate this episode. Can't believe it. Episode 100. Well, I can believe it. Yeah. Uh, you were talking the other day, last episode maybe, I can't more episodes meld together, about episode seven and talking to someone. Oh, Nate Gladden. Mm, and that feels like an an eternity that ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was fanboying over Nate Gladden. Yeah. And he's now a good mate. Well, and we still fanboy over him though, for sure. We still do. He's a yeah. champion. Love him. Love him. But mate, good to see you. Good Are to we be- calling him? No, I wish uh. we were. Maybe I should just call him and wake him up. <laughs> yes. That's not you know anyone what? on the list. Yeah. He's not on the list, but maybe we'll just call him. We'll yeah. see how we go. Let's we'll go see, look through we'll our phone books and but- <laughs> just call random people. <laughs> For anyone that isn't aware or wasn't around, so we've recorded one of these before. It's the listener uh, call-in episode. It's number two. We've done this in the past. And I forget what number episode it was, but Let's go have a look. Yeah, it's, it's called, cool. I think it was called the Talk Back Radio Show. So go have a look and check it out. And I said back then, this could either be the best episode of all time or the worst. And that still stands because we have no idea who's going to answer, what's going to happen. So the way it works is we put the call out on our socials. So if you're not following, make sure you do, because we'll do this type of episode again. We love it. So follow at Chasing Roos on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Chasing Roos Pod or The Biggest Tiger. And um, we put out a call to see who wanted us to call them. DM us your phone numbers and a question. And uh, we'll just call people at random and see who answers. We've got numbers from all around the world. Uh, and we're going to make some phone calls. And, yeah, hopefully people answer the phone and we can have some good chats just like we did last time. Still probably my favorite episode of all time, mate. And that's hard because you've recently done a bunch of amazing ones and you've got that New Zealand one in the can. So there's so many that we've done since then that are so excellent. Um, and you're still thinking that one's up there is the best. I appreciate you saying it, mate. And uh, you've done some good ones too. India Rugby League was great. And uh, I did have a sneak listen to your your latest, which I won't say too much about. It's what's, the, the, what's that What's that movie with? I never did this before. I haven't done this for weeks. So now that you're back in the room, Merch, I just look at you and ask you a question. What's that movie? Jerry Maguire. Thanks, yeah. Merch. You could read one. That, that's, that could be a clue. It was a Jerry Maguire episode. Jer- maybe because I'm trying to figure out what we call that episode. Mm. Maybe it's Show Me the Money. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's a low-hanging fruit, but it still could work. 
Nothing's ever beaten from Russia with scrums, and I appreciate you bringing up that episode title the other day. I bring it up all the time. And you <laughs> smile in the car when I'm listening to it. But the best episode titles are the ones that are ripped off from movies. Like we had the True. need for Florida Speed, yeah. South Florida Speed the other week as well. They get the best reaction. So we're just really cheesy movie puns. That's yeah. what we're all about here at Chasing Kangaroos. Now, speaking of um, things we've got to do, not necessarily cheesy. Well, it's I guess we're going to cheesy. It's, we cheesy? It's cheesy. Oh, oh, did you hear that? That sounded so How'd good. How'd that sound, Mojo? I don't know, Mojo, I think it popped too high, but I like the sound of it. I don't normally drink in podcasts, but I'm going to make an exception Cheers, for our 100th boys. episode. Cheers, fellas. Uh, these are in New South Wales and, and Bowman Tigers and West Tigers stubby holders because I, they've come from my house. <laughs> uh, and we are drinking Bloke in a Bar because it is fast becoming my top two uh, beers in Sydney. This is the first time I've tried it, and um, I should have tried it earlier because I'm going to name drop now, but... Denim Kemp and the bloke in the bar boys have just moved in to the office down the hall from where I work You're in, recording my, in my real job. Yeah, right. No, no, my <laughs> real, real job. <laughs> so, uh, so I bump into Den- and he's a beast, mate. He's he's like he's about he's a little bit he's probably about your height, big T. Maybe wow. like, maybe shorter than you, but he's like jacked. Yeah, he's jacked, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so say hello to Denim. He doesn't know who I am, but I say hello every day, and that's yeah. it. And hopefully, we'll be. <laughs> Just like you, mate, with Wayne Pierce, we'll be best friends before you know it, and <laughs> we'll be getting cases of bloke in a bar. So big shout out to to Denim. It tastes great. That and uh, the other one that I'm loving at the, the, the moment, Young yeah. Henrys. No, nah, I mean they're good. <laughs> There's one at the at the bottom of my street that's really good, but it's not called Bowman Beer. That's where the pubs on the other end of the street. But <laughs> I wish people could see you talking to Mercho. We need to mic Mercho up. Because I want, nah, like nah. I love to hear like just little Mercho snippets here and there, but <laughs> mate, uh, no golden points this week because we're going to get into calls. But I do want to mention um, the New South Wales Rugby League uh, commentary team is about to get a little bit sexier. <laughs> you shared some news on Twitter the yeah. other day, which blew me away. I'm so pumped for you. Tell us all about it, man. Before I forget, Uncle Carl, I need to do a big shout out to <laughs> Wolf, the Wolf Pack, yeah. and all they did. Lest we forget. Um, so they have uh, NRL. And New South Wales Rugby League TV is launching. They're, they're live streaming all of the rep, New South Wales rep games. So uh, Laurie Daly and Andrew Jones Cups, Harold Matz, SG Ball, uh, Tasha Gale, and then New South Wales, what is that called? New South Wales Cup? Yeah. It used to be called Interest. Interest. Super Cup. I don't I think it's getting... interesting. Oh, it's Canterbury Cup now. Oh, right. Canterbury Cup. You need to know that when you commentate yeah. for it. <laughs> well, Merchant needs to come just so I can ask him questions. <laughs> what beer are they drinking, man? Um, so they, I'm now doing a couple of a couple of rounds with them, and um, it's White Bay Brewery. This is why Merchant's here. White Bay Brewery is the one I'm talking about. I'm trying to remember. We're and looking s- for beer sponsors, guys. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, but yeah, uh, yeah. And so they uh, they've invited me to come and do the first three rounds or the the, the regular season of those of that competition, the, the Laurie Daly and the Andrew Johns. And if I go really well, hopefully I'll get a finals game. But I know that there are a bunch of people there who are already commentating really well. I'm sure they, they definitely deserve a spot, and so I'm sure they'll do those. But hopefully I'll get some more gigs with New South Wales Rugby League um, throughout the season and then the NRL, Channel 9. That's huge, man. I like, yeah. Well, Rabs has to retire eventually, so I think you're the man for the job. And I know that every night after you put Littlest to bed, you kneel down in front of your Roberto Ferrar shrine <laughs> and you pray to the rugby league gods that uh, you get a commentary gig and you've done it. And I, well, it's 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 locked in. Yeah, I can't wait to hear you, man. It's gonna be it's gonna it be, be fucking amazing. So well yeah. done, thank you. And uh, what was I going to say about? I do believe in the gods of rugby league, by the way. 
Yep. I, I often, uh, every time when I eat and people do a prayer, I then say, may the Tigers have a good year. Yeah. Uh, and I look it hasn't up, worked yet. But... Well, they have. They could have had worse years <laughs> if I weren't doing it, imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's exciting. I can't wait. Um, you're also doing great things because, I, I mean, I just said Fox Sports Channel 9, but really I could be working for Chasing Ruse soon as that global empire Yeah, you probably will launch. be. There's plenty going on. That's that's happening. It's all there. Landing page is up, chasingruse.com. Check it out. There's nothing really to check out yet, but uh, we are working hard behind the scenes to get the first 13 nations worth of jerseys and kit to our listeners and fans uh, to help grow, hashtag Grey Rugby League. So really looking forward to that. A couple of other little things in the works too, which I can't wait to hopefully be able to share with everyone soon. So yeah, just 2021, it's an exciting year mm. and mate, 100 episodes deep mm. on the podcast and uh, cheers to 100 more. And the other thing is you often tell people, oh, there's something coming. Here's a little tidbit I can't tell you now that yeah. something's bubbling. And yeah. then we always hear that there are incredible things like this later. It's not like you would say that and then nothing happens. You've got websites coming. You've got 13 nations yeah. brewing. You've got everything's always yeah. happening for you around your cups. It's like you praying to Roberto Ferrar. I'm praying <laughs> to the Lord, our saviour, Choc Anthony Mundine every yeah. night. And um, he gives, he, he brings the gold. He brings it. So, yeah. no, if you work hard enough, man, and you love what you do, then... And you have a very supportive partner who always just says, oh, yes. wow, that's what you're going to do. Shout right? out to Tina. I love yeah. you, baby. Yeah. Most beautiful tiger. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and Mertre, we love you. Yeah. Uh, let's get some calls in. Yeah, hey? no, let's get someone. Let's start in Oz because we've got people from all over the world. Let's see if this first person, hopefully it's actually ringing. Oh, it's ringing. I can hear it. It's someone. I'll we've just got someone. do Rab's impersonation. Oh, I don't know who it is this time. Neither do I. <laughs> oh. I have no idea who this is. Hello? You're chasing kangaroos with cubs and big T. Who are we speaking to? Oh, it's Dre. I'm um, with Modern Day Prince. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. I fully forgot. Like, I didn't forget about this, but I was just like, shit, who's calling? <laughs> well, I'm glad because it's always better when it's off the cuff, mate. So we're recording oh, right now. And, uh, Excellent. We, we can't edit. Whatever you say is going to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people that. Excellent. That's going to make them think Great of all the crazy stars. things they could say. What was the name? Dre? Was it Dre? Modern Dre. Day Prince. Yeah. Yeah, Rugby League yeah. Prince. Yeah, Modern Day Prince. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You're on, yeah. Okay, gotcha. You're on Instagram. Love your work, man. Love your stuff. Awesome. What's um? What do you got for us? What do you want to know? What do you want to say? What do you want to talk about? You're the first caller for our 100th episode. <laughs> and Carbs is excited. <laughs> first caller, and guess what? What? I didn't even think about what to talk about. I was just like, yeah, I'll just join this. This will be sick. Um, you know what? As a as someone who's sort of tuned in, where did you guys sort of start your, I guess, not rugby league careers, but your, your love of rugby league and then also, well, more importantly, through to the sort of international game? Why, why the international game? Because I know a lot of people who are starting up podcasts and stuff, they're like, yeah, I'll just do it. Um, NRL or, yeah. you know, super coach and stuff like that. But why was it the international game for you guys and where'd your rugby league love start? Yeah, man, good question. How long have you been listening for? How long, when did you tune in, first of all? Uh, there was a couple of months ago. I can't yeah. remember which one exactly. I think, you know, through the sort of Instagram algorithm. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys, you, you get caught up with other people's pages and stuff. And yeah. um, I really liked what you guys are doing. Let me look on Spotify. So you're one of the Spotify's because we've been getting a lot of new listeners on Spotify lately, which is um they must they must be doing something over there. It must be the uh the Joe Rogan effect. I don't know, but oh yeah, Spotify is mm -hmm. really happening. But mate, while you look for that first episode, for me, like look, I've always loved rugby league for as long as I remember. Right, my old man is a Dragons fan. 
I therefore became a Dragons fan. Unfortunately, it's been very difficult, especially re- in recent events. Uh, but yep. um, always loved the sport, played it from a young age, was never that good at it. I was like the best player in the worst team and the worst player in the best team, that <laughs> kind of thing. I was never great at it, but yep. I always loved it and always thought I could do something else in the game. And, um, mate, started the podcast two years ago. I was actually, it was myself and my, my best mate. We wanted to start a podcast, like this new podcasting. We were listening to heaps of them. We knew it was a thing and we felt like it was a niche that we could sort of get into and sort of be involved in rugby league because of it. And the original concept, sure. the original concept was a St. George podcast because there wasn't one at the time. Now there's the brilliant Red V podcast, which mm. is great. Yeah. Um, but that was the original idea and we were sort of brainstorming that. And then my best mate, Charlie, goes, why don't we do an international rugby league podcast? Because it's something that we've always loved from, you know, ever since I saw the Italia 7 side at the 1995 Coca-Cola 7s. And <laughs> I relate, you like, as an Italian-Australian, I'm like, oh, wow, these are people from where I'm from playing rugby league. This is so cool. And then you deep dive, you know, once the old forums in the early 2000s and you're, you're researching Russian rugby league and all this cool stuff, USA, Tomahawks, and... um. It's always been there, mate. I I can't really put a finger on it, but uh, the idea for an international podcast came about. It was a real niche. No one else was really doing it. And um, fast forward 100 eps later, mate, we own the space. So it's uh, really cool. And Big T's joined me and so is Mercho. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Awesome. Absolutely killing it, (laughs) Les. Thanks, mate. Now tell me about how you got into making amazing jersey designs because your Instagram account's incredible. Talk me through how you make jersey stuff. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Um, I've actually found the episode, by the way. Oh, tell us. It was the the we need to talk about Toronto one when Toronto got kicked out of the Super League, which is bullshit because (laughs) I'm fucking, I'm fuming. I'm fuming about it, but you know what? It's done. It's over. But you guys made some really good points on that one. And I just thought, yep, these guys know what they're talking about. How much did Um, you know about like Toronto and International Rugby League and stuff like that before you sort of tuned in to the show? Um, I, look, I sort of, and I think this will go with a lot of listeners is you sort of keep a tab on it Yeah. because obviously it's part of the game, right? Like, you know, you love the game. You want to follow all aspects of it. I've never really believed in, you know, just following the NRL. That's, that's boring, right? You know, you're only scratching the surface, but, um, you know, eventually, you know, you follow NRL, then you start to follow, I guess you sometimes follow Super League. Like I follow Wigan now. Yeah. And so I'm well into it. Um, and then Toronto came across and I was, you know, all, I was really intrigued to see how things would expand there because obviously they've got a better opportunity to expand to different countries being in such close proximity with one another. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, it was one of those things where I really wanted to see them um, thrive and things were going well and obviously – Things in the world took a bit of a turn, but um, it was a bit unfortunate to see that happen. But in general, sort of international league, I remember because I got into things really like quite a bit in 2009. And I remember in Sydney, I can't remember what it was actually called, but it was like a international sort of Mediterranean Cup. Oh, yeah. They played it out in, was it in Silverwater, I think? Was that when like, there, was, there was like an Italian side, a Greek side, Lebanese side? Was yeah, that the one? yeah, yeah. And yeah. Greece took it out, which yeah. I was very pleased about because obviously I'm, I'm, my background's Greek. Oh, there you and go. And so that was the reason for going. And I think mm. what you and I can sort of share is that, you know, obviously Australia are at the top of the international um, spectrum, but 
if you can kind of associate with another team having a background, you want to jump onto that. And so that sort of helped, you know, seeing a Greek rugby league team, I just thought, shit, that's awesome. So yeah, wow. myself, my cousins, my uncle, we went. It was a really good day out. And, yeah, I think that's sort of when the whole international thing sort of uh, sprouted for myself. It's and, hard you to know, pinpoint, hey. Tabs. It's not like one day you just go, oh, yeah. international rugby league. Yeah, I love it. Like, it's hard totally, to pinpoint. yeah. But, man, that's, that's really cool to hear. And the reason I'm asking you a lot of questions is, like, I feel like our target audience is people like you. You're an NRL fan and all of a sudden, because of your heritage or for whatever reason, you have this affinity with the international game as well and you want to hear more about it. And there's not a lot of avenues where you can hear about it. So we're really trying to tap into to people like you, mate. So we really appreciate um, you being a part of episode 100. Big T has a question for you as well. Well, have you thought about doing a Greek rugby league badge or symbol like you've got on your, um, on your Instagram page? Because I know you've got ones here for Annandale and Gosford. Uh, and and I remember seeing those and being really interested in your account when you when you made those ones. Have you thought about doing ones for for Greek rugby league? Yeah, for sure. It hasn't actually really crossed my mind yet, but like, I'd definitely be down for that. Do 100%. it, hundred percent. Do it. Tag us. We'll share it around. Yeah, there. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah. You do yeah. great work. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Thanks for chasing kangaroos with us, mate. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to the future, what it holds. And, and the World Cup, hopefully this year. It'll happen, mate. Go Russia. <laughs> it's happening. See Go you. Russia. Go the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good start. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Great Oh, you start. didn't say bye. Just hang no, up. No, I said thanks for chasing kangaroos with us. Oh, yeah, okay. No, yeah. you did. Sorry, mate. See you later. No, no, I liked it. It actually felt smoother. I just felt like we should have... No, I think you, what you did was right. Let's do that again. If anyone doesn't know that that's your sign-off, then then why do they give you their phone number? It was either that or fuck you, Nawadi, but we don't yeah. do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. And Let's, we've got some good chat about uh, the wolf pack. I, I love that we've already ticked that off. That's good. Everyone loves a wolf pack. Of Bring it back. Bring and back I, the pack. And I was going to say to Ray that I don't know if we are done. I reckon that there's still, there's still, I think there's a glimmer of hope. There's always a glimmer of hope. There is some hope. There's lots. Uh, look, I'm sure we're going to hear more very, very soon. Let's go overseas. Let's go with an international Ooh. caller. Uh, maybe it'll be a Wolfpack fan. Let's see how we go. Hopefully they're awake. What time is it in wherever we're calling? I love that you're telling us it's calling like you're the only one who can hear the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how are you? Hey, this sounds like Sandy. It does. <laughs> you got cubs and big tea. How are you? How you doing? How are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. I reckon, I recognize the new season. It's going to be great. <laughs> I recognize the voice. I don't know if you do, Big T, but yeah. Sandy Shipley, uh, mm. Toronto Wolfpack super fan. That's right. Um, welcome to the to our hundredth episode. Oh, thank you for the call. It's like I win the lottery today. Like, woo, I've got something interesting happening. Now you're in the homeschooling U- is very boring. <laughs> you're in the UK, right? <laughs> I am. Yeah, I moved over to Leeds nineteen years ago. God, it's quite scary. Wow. I love that. Like when, yeah. when Aussies move overseas, our accent changes to wherever we live. But for some reason, mm. North Americans in particular, like you've been there for 19 years, you still sound Canadian. It's, it's interesting because I, I'm a very proud Canadian. And even though I live in the UK, it's still home. It's still, there's something about home that always, will always be special. And, um, yeah, there's no need to, for me to change, is there? No, of course not. And you, <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned the homeschooling. So your kids, were were they born there? And that were, like, they're, they're British. Um, 
they're British, yeah, with yeah. some weird accents. I'm telling you. Oh, really? It's, it's, <laughs> oh my God, it's not even funny because they're they're from Leeds. That's where I live, and um, my my two my two old my two older ones, especially when they're watching sports on TV, they go into this gangster attitude, which is uh. hilarious. And I'm like, can you speak? Like with a normal accent because your dad, so my husband's from Leeds, but he doesn't have an accent. He just sounds English, yeah. you know, just plain English. But my kids have a really Leeds accent and it's irritating. It's can like, you, can you please <laughs> stop sounding like that? Can you me? give us an impersonation? Like what's a Leeds no, accent I, sound like? I, I, I am not. I can get one of my kids to speak to you, but I'm telling you, it is, it's very uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and are they Leeds so. fans? Um, they're Leeds United fans. Yeah, they love soccer. Um, they obviously were, they are Wolfpack fans in terms of that's right. the first rugby league club they've ever followed. Yeah, okay. Um, but they do like the Rhinos just because obviously we live here. The fans were very welcoming when we were there. Oh, great. And it, it, yeah, it was. But the funny thing is, and most people don't understand, is I live 10 minutes from the Rhino Stadium, and yet it took a Toronto team to actually make me aware. Of rugby league as a sport. Yeah, shut well, up. That's the beauty of Toronto. yeah. So I, I'm I'm ten minutes. I am ten minutes from the, the Rhino Stadium, and yet it took a team in my home city to actually make me aware of a sport that was just around the corner. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. insane. And so, Le- Leeds, of course, one yeah. of the three Super League clubs that aren't dead to me because they did vote in favour yeah. of Toronto. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, yeah, that's a good thing as well. And, Another reason to probably go to some of their games this season. And. Their fans, like I said, you know, their fans have been great. Um, Gary Hetherington, you know, when when obviously the news came, he contacted me just to, you know, say, look, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. You know, you guys, you know, what you guys have done in Toronto is just incredible because he's actually been there. So it's it's very heartwarming that there are people who saw the good in what we were trying to do. So the boss of Leeds you is know, calling you directly. Are you kind of famous now? As a super fan? Like, how'd that, how'd that happen? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I've got my own business here in the UK, so um, oh, he I got a sponsorship. chance to... No, 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 no. It was just... he. he we, we were at an event at the Rhinos yeah. um, Stadium, and a, a good friend of mine introduced me to Gary, and Gary's like, oh, I know, I know, Toronto. And then we spoke, and we've been kind of in contact since then. So it's about two years ago. But no, he's a really true gentleman. It really is. Yeah, awesome. And, and, and honest as well. Well, that's awesome to hear. Sandy, I just want to say a big thanks, because after the Wolfpack did, um, you know, we had the terrible news last year, you and I shared yeah. some DMs, direct mails, and deep and meaningfuls. Yeah. Um, we're very angry. But I feel like we're able, I feel like um you were one person, and I've never met you in real life. Like you're on the other side of the world, but you were one person that I could sort of just unleash my frustration with, and you did the same. And I think um we were very angry for a few weeks there once the Wolfpack were sort of kicked out of Super League. But uh, so thanks for being there for me. Yeah, it, for me it, it was when when the news came out, it, it was hard. Like it hit me more than I thought because a lot of people don't realize that. The Wolfpack weren't just a rugby club like it is to some people. Yeah. You know, for us expats, it became a way of connecting to home. Right. So we were getting a large number of expats going to games with me because we were meeting other Canadians. You know, mm. it was a way of saying, look, I'll, I, so I would post things like, oh, I'm going to the Rhinos game. Who wants to join me? Or, yeah. you know, I'm organizing tickets. Anyone want me to buy a group of tickets? And that's kind of how it all started, yeah. you know, about three years ago. And it just kind of grew and, and it was bringing new people to the game. And, you know, it's easier to say, let's meet other expats. 
at a game than yeah. it is to me at a coffee shop yeah. where you might not mm-hmm. like the people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so it's a bit yeah. of a safer place to go and meet people. And unless you're out, if you're in London, it's easier to meet expats because there's a big expat community there. But yeah. there's 80,000 in the whole of the UK. So from we had um, you know expats coming from Scotland to the games, wow. from Ireland, from Birmingham. So our fan base was growing, but they were all over the place. So they really did travel to, to the games. Are you, are you saying so, the Wolfpack brought away fans? They did. Oh, I goodness. know. Who thought? <laughs> but but it, for me, so for us, it was it was not just a club. It was a a, a way of meeting other expats who are living here, experiencing the life mm. as a foreigner, and 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 just talking and watching the game at the same time and and meet. So it, it was, and that's why it hurt because it, it it just got cut off. Now it was just like right, your arms chopped off. Because it really became something truly special. Not David's. Wow. It wasn't anyone's intention that was going to happen. Yeah. It's just I posted it on a various expat groups because I didn't want to go on my own. As in, obviously, I've got my family, but it's always nice to go with other people. Yeah. And I love to ca- have a conversation with people. So I just started posting, oh, do anyone want to come? It's only half an hour from, you know, from Manchester or whatever it is. And um, yeah, and slowly people kept on talking about it and going and going. And yeah, so it was... It, it, it was it was quite special. So when the, the announcement happened, I was inundated with calls and messages from people who were truly upset because yeah. that was both from Canada, people in Canada who their wolf, the wolf pack, you know, fat, it was a wolf pack family because some of them didn't have fat friends outside of, you wow. know, the sport. They found yeah. a place where they felt that they could be themselves and yeah. and so it, it it really did become a true family like you know the rhinos and whatever just because they they've had a hundred years or whatever to mm. to exist Doesn't just mean. because our fan base was new didn't mean it didn't have the same importance yeah so it was really hard to to i i, I found it that they felt they could talk to me and i didn't mind but i wish i had answers i wish i could make it better yeah. for them um, and it showed me actually the true power of what rugby league has done in Canada. Right. It really did. But, you know, it wasn't just a sport anymore. It's amazing that they could also accidentally on purpose find a perfect blend of here is a cultural important sport in the country I'm in, which is tying me directly to the country I'm not in, but it has a close connection to my heart. And so you have a perfect blend by the sounds of things of uh, I'm ingratiating into the community while I'm also still being at home, which is, you know, nearly impossible to get that balance in any other situation, but they've the Toronto Wolfpack accidentally nailed it while playing in England. Yeah, and and like I said, my kids, you know, they're always keen to connect with anything Canada. So we're huge. We're very, we're a very, very big sports family. So we love to holiday to go watch sports. So baseball, oh whatever God, it is. Amazing. So. <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> I'm very lucky that way that it's, it's like, should we go to this place to go watch sports? So we were actually going to go to Catalan um, to go watch oh the World Cup play Catalan oh and, then, and, then, hold on, and then get the train and then get the train to Barcelona to go watch Barcelona play. Oh, well, unbelievable. So that, that was like that was going to be a cool holiday, but clearly it couldn't happen. But mm. we, we miss out yeah. on stuff like that here in, in Australia. What are we no, going to do? Just fantasize Drive about up it. to Newcastle? Yeah. <laughs> Watch or, or Penrith, but, <laughs> because Sandy, did I also read that yeah. you're a Penrith Panthers fan? I uh, am. Yeah. So I could yes. at least drive to Penrith, uh, huh? <laughs> catch a train out to Penrith, watch them play. Yes. You're feeling jealous now? <laughs> you know what? My ultimate holiday now is to go to Australia with my family and do an NRL tour. 
Sandy, if you're doing that, I've got a thousand people who are going to want to come to the football with you, mate. And Cubs and I are one of them. Yeah. yeah, let us know. Yeah, I'll go to any game. I'm happy to go and watch. Definitely... I'll go and watch the Panthers beat the Titans, and I'm sure Uncle will take you to see. <laughs> it doesn't matter what game it is. I'm happy yeah. to get any NRL with, with a bunch of really great fans. So, Sandy, you found uh, the NRL yeah. because of the Wolfpack. Are you following Super League at all, mm. or are you sort of off on that at um, the moment? Or well, I'll. Well, I'll be following um, the Rhinos just for the mutual respect that they've given us. Um, but also, oh, they've Sandy, got you're such a great human. <laughs> um, but also, they've got a, a, a Penworth player, well, ex-player, playing with them. So Who's that? They're, oh, don't ask me names. That's the one thing I'm really bad at. That's the one thing I don't like about the NRL. That's they've got no well names on, on Jersey. You're like the big T of... Uh, yeah, so, I don't remember <laughs> but, but there is. I know that someone from Penworth Panthers has now gone to the Rhino, so that's all I know. <laughs> T's Googling. So, T's Googling. He's going to find out by and, the time. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. So for me, like I said, if people treat me well or treat you know people around me well, I will send them the mutual respect back. And yeah. the Rhinos by far, I mean, some of their fans, you know, who have actually gone to Toronto, not even when the Rhinos are playing us, just, you know, just to go and see what Lampro was all about. They came back with, with such amazing stories. They were just our ambassadors for yeah. what, well, it's not, it's okay to say, oh, the Canadians, of course, are going to say Lamport is great. But what really excites me is when you have British people who have gone out of their own accord, not because their team was playing, but I know a lot of people who've gone just to go and see the Wolfpack. And they came back and they became one of our true ambassadors. And yeah. many of them were actually Rhinos fans. So for for people like Gary, for example, he, you know, he he's one of our greatest ambassadors, and he's a Rhinos fan. So yep. yeah, yeah, people, yes. Zane Tedavana. You find out. Zane Tedavana. Yeah, whoever he, yes, whoever he is, yeah. He's a weapon. He's going to do great over there. And you also got Trent Merrin yeah. in 2018. It says according to Google. Yeah, but Trent Merrin's back at the Dragons now. Yeah, I'm just saying he did go. He was also a Panther who so went. So he should to be least. supporting the Dragons, uh, Sandy. Just saying. <laughs> no, we're not well, doing too well. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess I could because I did vote us in, you know. But it's a bit harder for me to go to as many games in Catalan. Maybe when when I go back to Catalan and to Barcelona for a game when we're allowed to travel, because yeah. you guys are lucky. You guys can kind of do what you want now a little bit, um, yeah, <laughs> well, for more, sure, so to speak. Yeah, well, we're all in the same room today, which is nice. Yeah. Hey, um, Sandy, Aww. we've got uh, we're meant to. You're meant to be asking us a question, but we've been bombarding you. But uh, episode one hundred, you know what? what do you want to know? Oh God, there's so many things I'd love to ask because, you know, your podcast is just really super cool and very different and very genuine. And I don't know, I like that. But what is the biggest highlight or the one thing that you think, how did we get here? Or how do we do this from the day that you first did your podcast? You, you know, you've had a hundred. There must have been a moment where you go, oh my God, has this really happened? Like That's someone connected with question. you <laughs> or... This is going to be so great just even to think back and reflect on on people that we've spoken to. So, Cubs, you want to go first? Or? No, that's a t- can you go first? Because yeah. I need to think about this. It's a good question. <laughs> yeah. So we've had a couple. We've had a couple that have been amazing. But my, the brand, the, the name that jumped out straight to me was Petro Seven Seater. Oh, that was. Great. I couldn't believe that Petro was going to happy to be sitting down with me to talk to me about what's happening in Fiji, and that he thought obviously the message is important, but just to um. To, to think that, oh, yeah, I'll talk to these amateur blokes about about that and hope that it happens and, and that they treat me well. Because everyone who comes and talks to us is really putting trust in, in our hands that we're going to edit it and make them sound good. Um, and so Petra was really happy to give up his time for a really long time to talk to us about what was happening with the 
with the silver tails, silk tails. Silk tails. And, uh, and so that was, I remember being on that phone call and then getting off that phone call and just being, I can't believe I just spoke to Petra Sivanaseva. That, that was a cracking episode <laughs> as well, man. That was so good. Um, I don't, like, there's so many. We, we've spoken to so many great people and I don't really want to single anyone out. But, and look, I've spoken to professional players and players that people have never heard of and administrators and we've, you know, Mercho and I, we've, we did the international podcast yeah. together, which was a big moment. And, you know, the um, selecting the golden boot winners was a huge moment. And there's so <laughs> well, much. That's pretty cool. Just that's had to drop that in. Cool. So much cool stuff. But, <laughs> you, know, you know what the moment was for me? We, like, How was it not the golden boot? No, now it wasn't the golden boot. It. You know what it was? For me, the real coming of age moment was because in our first episode, Sandy, and you, I doubt you were a listener back in episode one, but no. one, of, yeah, one of the first <laughs> topics I. we spoke about, neither was Big T. That's no. okay. I don't even think I listened to episode one. <laughs> but we, um, one of the big news items back then was um, this player from the Wolfpack who was Canadian-born who left the Wolfpack and his name was Quinn Nawadi. And yeah. um, we had this little sign-off, which was probably, you know, F.U. Nawadi, which was a bit derogatory mm. to Quinn Nawadi. But we, it was, became like a little, it was a bit of a joke, but it became a little thing. And um, eventually I got to interview Quinn and he was, he wanted to speak to us and he was cool. He was such a great guy, really down to earth, really nice. And um, speaking to a guy that became a real sort of cult hero amongst ourselves and amongst mm. our listeners was like, it was kind of like, holy, holy crap. I can't believe I'm speaking to, yeah. to this guy that has become sort of embedded in the core fabric of what our show was and what it was about. So to me, like yeah. he's not not the biggest name we've interviewed or the biggest person we no. met, but um, Quinn Nawadi for me was like that was a moment where I was like, wow, we're we're a thing. I I totally agree. So when the first lockdown happened, and you know a lot of the fans were obviously missing the game in general, I organized a Wolfpack quiz night. So a virtual one, of course. Amazing. And um, so I, I managed to get a lot of the players and the coaching team um, and even David Argyle to answer some really bizarre questions and get fans to try to answer. So it's not your typical, you know, how, how many tries does somebody yeah. answer? So it's things like, what's your favorite dish or what can you cook? And then people had to try to guess kind of who said that type thing or the most interesting fact about them and so on. And I managed to get Quinn to come and do a live Q&A oh, wow. for about 20 minutes with the fans. And he was so nice. Yeah, such a good and, guy. Um, and yeah, so I totally agree. He's the right person. You know, he, his personality is a genuine one and one that really reflects what rugby league is as a sport. Because a lot of people are very good. And I just wish that there was more positivity coming out of rugby league as a sport in general than just a lot of negativity that you see on social media. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 he, and he is, like you said, he's a true ambassador for that. Yeah, he really is. Um, yeah. Hope to but see yeah, him back so in the game you're someday. Ta- yeah. So when you're talking about your special moments, I then started thinking about what was mine, because obviously I've, I've only been in rugby league, like <laughs> watching it for three years. And I must admit, the one thing that still to this day, it just sounds really bizarre, is that when I did the Challenge Cup draw, round five and I was the RFL asked me if I would do the draw and this was the round where the wolf pack were going to enter the the round oh yeah um and and they said would you like to do the draw live on BBC or something whatever it was wow and I was like what (laughs) are you sure (laughs) yeah yeah so I went to Hull 
and uh, we did the Challenge Cup draw, and that's who we drew to wow. Huddersfield. And and obviously that's the game, the only game we won, won last year. So yeah, yeah. So I would like to say I somehow contributed. To yeah, you're like a charm, like a charm. But no, it was you know that that was one thing. I'm thinking, how in the world yeah. did a girl from Toronto who Living knew in nothing about yeah. well knew nothing about rugby league? I mean, for me, it was rugby. That's all I knew. I didn't realize it was two codes. And in the beginning, people were really being mean to me, going, "How do you not know there's two codes?" I'm like, "Sorry, it's you know my parents are Portuguese, so I didn't grow up watching any sort of rugby." Yeah. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, okay, I get it. There's two codes. Let me learn them, you know? So I started to learn. So to then be in front of a camera doing the, you know, picking the balls and, and calling out the names and whatever it was like, where am I? It felt like it's a sort of twilight zone type moment, mm. but you know what? I will always cherish that. And I hope I did it justice to, to those previous people who've done it and all the you know the you know the important players who've been part of it and so on because it is a very important cup to the sport and like I said I, I I hope I did it justice when when I did the draw that day you certainly did Sandy and it's good to hear that you're still very excited about the sport we're grateful yeah. to have you as a rugby league fan and uh thanks for chasing kangaroos with us for episode 100 uh thank you for the call you've made my day now I have to go back to homeschooling <laughs> thank you see you later guys see I did a proper goodbye there because that was good no was you're, right. you're learning like a- uh, it's just like this whole podcast really we're just watching your growth from episode one to 100 you know as the calls go you're getting better and better we're getting better we're asking all of I've got to go back and listen to episode one because I think I started in episode five episode one I, I, I shudder to, to I don't I, there's no I don't want to go near episode one Actually, no, I think I have. I think I did go back and listen to him. It's yeah. just you and your mate giggling and having a great time. You know what it was? Episode one, what we called it episode. We, we, I, from memory, we start off saying welcome to episode two because it was our second practice episode and we decided to just release the thing. Yeah, so, right. So, yeah, a little bit of uh, Chasing Kangaroos trivia. Oof. Let's go back to an Australian call. I just had a missed call. That can't be someone that is on our list here, is it? It would be Albi Tellerico trying to get his in his little time window. You know what? Let's call Albi Tellerico. Yeah. Yeah, Sexist man. I mean, I'm just about to. T- I'm interviewing him. I think next Wednesday. Are you? Yeah. Let's get him now. Sexist. He's got the best name in rugby league. We had issues with him last time, didn't we? We had the wrong phone. He didn't want to answer. Oh yeah, it was the wrong phone. Let's see if he answers now. <laughs> he didn't want to answer. The, the stranger <laughs> didn't want to answer either. Give me one second. Give me one second. See, this is how Look he at rolls. This guy. He's, he's so like, busy. He thinks he owns his show. He's the best. Oh, no one's going to out Albie Tellerico. Mate, get Albie your Tellerico. own podcast. Hold on. You already have yeah, one. Yeah, he's got a bunch. <laughs> how many does Albie have? He's got almost as many as me. He's got Steel Sports and he's got oh. uh, that other one that's really good. The one that the, I love the front is um, the front office. The back office. No, it's the front office. No, the, the back. The winning the wins with the front office. That's oh, it is what Jack Gibson office. said. Maybe we should start a back office podcast. What's that about? <laughs> Melbourne Storm. That's what happens Paramount at the Roosters uh, with yeah. their sombrero. <laughs> That's right. That's yep. usually on the back nine when they're betting on the uh, <laughs> holes and missing deliberately. Albie, are you there? I'm here, and yes, it is the front office. And <laughs> yes, yes, it is still sports. And yes, I'm involved with Newtown. And yes, I'm involved with the Coogee Dolphins. I don't know when I get time to work, but on the rare occasion that I do do work, I do all right at that. <laughs> Albie, is rugby league your job? Like, or do you have a real job? I have a real job. Oh, so Isn't all that amazing? Ru- all the rugby league stuff is just extracurricular activity. Well, yes. Yes, you see, it comes down to, well, I like to call it 
um, a passion and a hobby that gives you no money but plenty of stress. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, and yeah. so are you married? And if so, how are you still married with all of this extra? Ah, uh, you see, this is the beauty of it. Yes, I am married. It's now 20, 23, 23 years. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I know. I know. It's two life sentences. Hold on, is today um, the anniversary? Because that would no, be great. No, why you were one chasing second to skip out on your wife's diet? <laughs> uh, your wife's date? Oh no! Listen, she's she's probably watching the tennis now. It's all good. She'll be, you know, literally having a durry in her hand and, and probably having a schooner <laughs> by now. You know. Albie, um, we're big fans of the front office, even though I called it the back office. We're big fans. Are you guys coming back for season two? You yourself? Yeah, and actually, Rumble? that's a great question. Where is it? It's a good question. I don't know. We might do. Uh, there may be, you know, penultimate another year of, of penultimate year. You could call it. We, you know, we had such a good time last year, but I think the scope for that particular program worked well last year because there was no, you know, there was limited rugby league at the beginning, and then the season came into being. So it really flowed in really well. This year's another year. I mean, there's there's so much to talk about. I mean, uh, rugby league, honestly. How could you not? How could you not like a game that is on the front page and the back page simultaneously for That's good it. things, bad things, and indifferent things? Sometimes the middle um, page too. Mm. Oh, I know. Well, you know, back in the day, you used to have the posters. Yeah, I know. They still that. do. I think they still do. Yeah, <laughs> they has got them all. Dude, Abby, oh, do you think? Does. Here's my first question for you. Do you think they're going to bring back Big League this year? I have asked. I've sent a, a message through a friend privately to Peter Valandis begging. I think the compromise will be this. Yes, they'll do a guide. Yes, they'll do Origin. And yes, they'll do a grand final one. But I get the sense that no, I don't mm. think it'll be for, I don't. I can't see it, no. Um, and I know there were some publishers talking about doing something, but it does take a lot of money. I mean, you know, yeah. if, you, if you know Terry, Terry Liberopoulos, who, who I love dearly, he's a great yeah, friend Terry's of mine. Yeah, Terry's a good guy. And, and a great the, guy. probably I, the only... Uh, uh, mag left in rugby league, isn't it? Well, his his magazine is the last one standing. Yeah, yeah. you know the boys from League Unlimited did a great job with the front row. Yep, yeah, uh, when they printed that, fantastic. Just yeah. you know what, for the purest of rugby league, I'm just so proud that they did it. Yeah, and they seem to get a lot of cooperation. Uh, I think it can do even better than that. I think they tried so hard, and I'd love for them to see, get a couple of different journos in there. And I think, in all honesty, the NRL should get behind something like this and give them as much content as they need. Yeah. And you know what? At the end of the day, the most important thing is if people keep talking about league, and, and all league are limited do is promote rugby league. They don't do anything. They don't do anything controversial. Yeah. There is vanilla as as what you can in ice cream, vanilla, yeah. but. It's what they do is, you know, they just get that little bit of information, migrate it together, send it out to their followers. And they were, the, you know, they were the first ones to do um, uh, chat rooms, I believe, uh, online. And they had to be very careful because they had to, they were worried a lot about defamation laws and things like that. Mm. But I believe that everything went according to plan. And two of the big rooms on that group, believe it or not, are the Tigers and the Dragons. Not at all surprising. That was a beautiful segue. That's why you're also one of the kings <laughs> In the court of rugby league podcast, you, you are the man that Big T looks up to the most, Albie. I keep, oh. I always say Big T, the sexiest voice in podcasting, and he always corrects me. He says, "No, the second sexiest." Have you ever had the opportunity <laughs> though to to watch a game of football with Mister Tallarico? I haven't. I have not. No, not yet. We've got to get a, we're gonna me, get a dragon's let game. Let me tell man. you, if there's one person you never want to go out drinking with, it's the Big T. The bloke's got hollow legs. I swear to God, I reckon he could do 20 schooners before you even done one, and he'll still be standing. He'll walk home. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he'll walk yes, home. You, record, he'll record a podcast while he's walking home. I think I've heard one of those. <laughs> yeah, no, but Alberto, the thing I love about Alberto is that he'll know the score and who's just scored, but he hasn't looked. He hasn't watched the game for like 15 minutes. He's been telling you some incredible story, some incredible anecdote about something that happened 15 years ago, but he also is straight across what's also happening in this game. It's an, it's an incredible talent. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little bit, you know, because I work in a job where you have to do four or five things at once and <laughs> right. you have so many deals on the line, you have to be able to watch things. But, you know, I remember that night that we went out to, to the stadium out of Bankwest with, with the great with the great Chris Gale, who's mm. another great My very yeah, well, absolutely. Mm. I mean, you, we all look up to Chris. We have to be six seven. But you know, it's, uh, <laughs> but he, you know, those, you know, him and then Ferris, who you, you generally look down to. You got to hand him. You got to give him a milk box or something. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, those two and what they've done for rugby league and putting the humor side on fire up. I mean, yep. honestly, if people haven't listened to it. I hope it's back this year because it is so funny. On a Friday morning, mm. when you had either a big Thursday night, which obviously Big T generally always has, um, it is the show to listen to. And I remember listening to him about oh, a decade ago. Chris had just come into it and I thought, oh, who is this bloke? But he was funnier than the previous bloke. I'm sorry, Brett, but he just is. Mm. And he just – he segues and lines and yes. he just passes the ball straight to Ferris and Ferris passes the ball back. And their interviews, the funny ones are fantastic. And even the serious ones, and I think there was one with Yvonne Sampson, and I think the guy that released the documentary on Adam Goods. And if you, I'm sure it's up there as a podcast. Yeah, find it and listen to it. And honestly, you'll probably cry because it is that good. Yeah, they they get a great balance of smart and and witty. And the other thing that I think you're alluding to before is they've done a lot of for rugby league in that they also have put our sport into a whole bunch of ears that wouldn't normally listen to it. Absolutely, and yeah. And their, their tagline is, I don't like rugby league, but I love fire up. And, exactly. Uh, and it's because it's a fantastic show to deliver stories and, and results for, from that weekend, but also make you laugh and make you, yeah, make you cry. It's a great, it's a great show. Much better than this podcast that I've realized we just no, talked no, about no, another podcast for 20 minutes. Not at all. Never sell yourself short. I mean, you know, if you're talking about, I mean, this is a problem I think sometimes with the echelons of rugby league and I've told them, I'm not afraid to tell them if, you know, they stink or if they don't, <laughs> oh, but you praise them if they do good things. And, and I, and I've had a lot of dealings with them and I've said, you either got to do two things. You don't have to control them, but if you talk to them and communicate with them instead of just your big majors, I promise you the publicity that you will get will not only increase, but the positivity will increase as well. Yeah. And I said, and, and you know, you, you treat us like we're two Bob watchers. Um, and basically you come down and you think, you know what, when people give up their time to do something, there are two words that need to be said, and that's thank you. Mm. And I get NRL, New South Wales Rugby League, QRL, all of them are guilty of this. They forget those two words. But you know what? We love it because we do it. And in a way, we're outside, but we're all within our own little – we all know each other. Yeah. No one hates each other. No. And I tell you what, the what we bring and what you guys bring, and Chris, Stephen, and, and, and everyone else that does their podcast, and what they bring is the intelligent listener. It takes effort to download a podcast. Yeah. You got to, you've actually got to want to do it. It's like Wayne Bennett, you know, you, bacon and egg on the plate. Who, who gave the most? Well, the bacon did, of course. He gave his life to be on the plate. Think about that for a second. <laughs> and, and that's, and you know, that's what, that's what you've, you know, that's what we do. You know, you give up your time on your hundredth show, might I say, congratulations. Thanks, yeah. mate. Well done, no, it's, uh, what is it? Uh, Cintani. Cintani. I Cintani. Think that's right. Cintani. Grazie. Grazie mille. Um, um, so, you know, that's what's most important. And I don't think, and I think people should not, you know, podcast a podcast. I don't care if one person listens to a podcast, mm. but, what they've done, I mean, your one, even Jack, sir, the, the, the Red V, he was on ABC. Congratulations. Oh, awesome work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, you know, listen, for Jack, for, for Israel, I mean, he's a Christian Jack. He's a Madison George supporter. 
now the, the the news is is that St George have just pulled out of the race. It's done. It's over. Oh, they so they're have. not going. They're not. It's all finished. Good so you. you know what? That's now. That's now. That headline's gone. We'll wait for something else. Um, I should say this will be released a week after we're recording, so it'll probably be old okay. news by then. But yeah, yeah Israel. So dragons out of the race for Israel Folau. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, what is it? The um, there was no second coming. Um, uh, is he or but, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he isn't. <laughs> but you know what? We all do something because we love it, and it's like when I go out to the ground, set it all up, call the Jets, call Wests, call call South. You know what? It, you get frustrated up until the time you actually call because it takes a hell of a lot. It's a big effort. You know, you've got to set everything up, promote it in the hope that someone will tune in and listen or log on or whatever it's called these days. But when you get in that zone, there is nothing better. And, you know, we all add to it across the board, you know? Yeah. Love, love it, Albie. Mate, I might have to get you to to um, host the next 100 episodes of Chasing Kangaroos because you're doing a great job. Yeah. And, um, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, love, I love the fact that you talk about International Rugby League. I mean, one That's of the great right. things that I've, I wanted to talk to you about this was, and I was talking to someone today about it actually, was the uh, the one of his, uh, the, Adam uh, Doad, I think his name is, the Lebanese halfback. And I said to him, he goes, oh, well, how much do you know about International Rugby League? And I said, well, funnily enough, you mentioned that because I commentated the Ionis Cup, which was Greece versus Italy in late 2003. And I did that with a guy called Jason Amos, and we did it on Channel 31 Community Television. Big team has the Google machine out. Yeah. It's been going it hard was, tonight, let me tell you. It yeah. was a great game. Italy won, of course. Of course. Um, and then we did, we did also <laughs> South, Africa, South African Rhinos and the Philippine Tamarors. Were they the Tamarors back then as well? Uh, I feel like that was a new. Well, they thing. were about five years ago. That were about oh, okay, five gotcha. Years ago. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Would have been the Tamarons. So we hit the involved. But I also took and organised the tour for the Coogee Dolphins to play the Glen Mills Bulls in the Remembrance Cup <laughs> up against the Curtain Razor for Australia America Test in two thousand four. Yeah, that was a great game. Was that the game where Australia were losing like eighteen six at halftime? Oh, that was. And a I'll cracker. tell you something. That nobody knows yeah. until tonight. And that Nick Politis rang Wayne Bennett at half time and basically told him to tell the boys, quite simply, shape up. He didn't use those words, he used other words, apparently. This is allegedly, of course. <laughs> yeah. But let me tell you, Australia came out in the second half and passed the starter because yeah. Willie Mason was just laughing, treated as a joke, and then he broke his foot and he was out for the yeah. rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. wow. I was um, pumped at halftime. I was doing cartwheels because I thought, well, International I, Rugby League, here we here we come. The USA really, are beating Australia. I was glad to be there. I was happy for America to win. I didn't care because I really wanted it for the game. Like you, every now and again, as much as I love Australia and this country, every now and again it's important. Like when the when New Zealand wins yeah. or when England go down to the wire and they could have won that, that final a couple of years ago um, against Australia in the World Cup. Had they have won, it would have changed the game in the UK and Super League. Yeah. Like there was no tomorrow. People would have finally taken notice and they needed desperately. Hey, Albie, um, I've got a dream guest for a podcast for my for Chasing Kangaroos, and that's Jason Taumalolo, because I'd love to hear about his switch to Tonga and how that changed the international landscape, right, for oh, rugby league forever. Without question. I mean, you think about it. Daly Messenger went from union to league. Jason Taumalolo, for his country and for what he did, to go and play for Tonga and do what they yeah. did. Oh my! And, and it lift yeah. incredible. He should be like um, he should be immortalized. And and what I want to yeah. ask you wait, is, wait, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He Don't should throw around immortalized like that. Well, I think there should be an international version of the immortals. Oh, okay, yeah. And he he's there. But Albie, I want to ask you, like, if you do bring back the front office, Nick Politis, mm-hmm. you've mentioned him there. He Ooh. has to be yep. 
but I want to hear a, a podcast interview with Nick Politis because I don't think there's been one. Yes, there has. Oh, there uh, has? I interviewed him. Yeah, I did. I've interviewed him twice. Of course, you have, Albie. Twice. You know. Yeah, so Nikos, it's all good, mate. Um, but no, we spoke to him when I set up Roosters Radio podcast some years ago, and I'll try and track it down. That was it was you? one of the. Yeah, I said they helped the boys set up set that up. Amazing. You know, we need to talk to you about some other ideas. Yeah, this is great. That's fantastic. At the end of the day, you know, I don't, I didn't care. You know, I mean, I wasn't really a rich supporter, but I helped them set it up. And you know what? They've gone on to bigger and better things. And yeah, congratulations huge. to them. Um, but you know, I'll tell you about quickly about Nick and just his his passion for rugby league. And it started because he was convinced by Jeff Printer, who was the editor of Rugby League Week, that he should sponsor. And he thought it was a joke. Yeah. He honestly thought it was a joke. He had, he knew about rugby league, but he didn't, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But finally he went there and he got introduced down to Ron Jones and got introduced to the Roosters boys. And then all of a sudden he went, you know what, this will go. So they took it to the New South Wales Rugby League and he did it. And he was the first guy to start it and then everyone else followed. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, that's what he does. He said, we've got to be the leaders no matter what we do. And he said, Roosters had a long time where we were cellar dwellers and we did nothing, but now we've got the club right. I mean, you know, for the next... They've set themselves up with Trent and whoever the next coach is, which I think will be Craig Fitzgibbon, uh, but they've set themselves up really for a good transition and they know when to say goodbye to people yeah. and it's hard, but they know when to do it. And they do it with professionalism, yep. unlike other clubs. And as they say, they utilize what's called the shark tooth method, which is keep, keep get the kid when they're young and small and as the tooth gets bigger and the moment that tooth goes down, that's when it's time to say goodbye. Hmm. Good strategy, mate. And I know you were alluding to Cameron McInnes there when you said the clubs that know how to get rid of players. Well, this right is true. We're about Benji Marshall, so we're all obviously transferring. <laughs> we're all thinking about yeah. our own clubs. What have you seen? Have you seen Cameron's teeth? He does need a bit of work. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Albie, it's been awesome speaking to you, mate. What uh, was the question? I, I don't have a question. Check, no, your, you messages. Check your messages. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We've asked you I wanted questions. to hear you talk anyway, yeah. Albert. No I'm just going to you finally, because you, you messaged me maybe about a year ago and said, I want to come on and talk about uh, taking the Coogee oh. Dolphins to to play Glen yeah. Mills Bulls. So I'm there glad a, you finally I, got to mention that on our podcast after episode I did, 100. I, did. I mean, there's a whole story <laughs> behind that. And I could tell you Mark Boris was involved. I mean, That's we, another we one went I want on the podcast, Mark yeah, Morris. We went, I can get that for you. Do it for me, mate. Put your calls in, have your people call his people, and we'll get him on episode 101. <laughs> this little bloke in the middle of this field in Philadelphia, the University of Philadelphia, comes across Franklin Field it was at, and he grabs me. And we've just won our game, and he grabs me. And I thought, who is this little bloke? I mean, and then I, he takes off his beanie, and it's Mark Morris. I'm going, everyone, it's Mark Morris. So all the boys go over and jump all over him. Come on, let's go. So they're supposed to go back for this VIP drink that was all arranged. Mark did not leave our bar all night. We had him absolutely – he was – I won't say legless, but he'd had quite a lot, and he was absolutely stoked to be there. He had the best time. So he went and harder just than so Big grateful. T? Mate, I tell you what, he was on par that night, let me tell you. And, you know, Mark's a good-looking rooster, literally, and there were girls <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I, was trying to get, I was trying to get seconds, but no, was, there was no luck there. <laughs> now, Albert, you're also coming on the show in a week or so, isn't it, to talk about New South Wales rugby league and, and what we can do with that? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that, you know what, you know what? They're on the right track. We've got to get them on the right path. Yeah, great. Love it, mate. Albie, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, mate. Thanks for chasing kangaroos with us for episode 100. Happy 100. Thanks, mate. Love that guy. Yeah, I'm so glad he's finally been on the show. How good is he, mate? He's been everywhere. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah, been too long. Best mate. time in rugby league. And I, I told you, the kid's great for an anecdote. Every other 
You could say, you know, I was buying shoes the other day and he has an incredible story about a time where he bought James Tedesco's <laughs> shoes. You're like, this is unreal. How does he? And, and I know what he does for a living. I don't understand how he has time to do it all. It's an absolute, he's an inspiration. Insane, mate. Inspiration to all of us, the true godfather. And just like my footy godfather, Chris Gale, who also has a real job, who's, which is incredible and really hard. And then he goes and does all this other incredible rugby league stuff. Inspirational humans. But I guess it's just like us. We talk about how we're constantly on the, on the boil. These boys are on the boil for the last 20 years. We're trying an overseas call, mate. Let's see who we've got. Let's see if he's awake. I don't know what time it is. I don't know where he is. Or she. Could be a she. Hello? Hi there. It's uh, Cubs and Big T chasing kangaroos. Who we got? It's done. How do you, mate? Dan, how are you, buddy? Where, 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 uh, where, are you, where are we calling you from? Where are you, where are you from? <laughs> I'm in Leeds, UK. Ah, oh, this is Dan Towers. Yes. How are you, one. man? I'm all right. Did we wake you uh, up? No, no. I've been awake, unfortunately. <laughs> Mate, uh, you're on episode 100 of Chasing Kangaroos. You've got Big T here. Say hello, Big T. Can I, mate? Hello, Big T. How do, mate? Yeah, I'm trying to do well. I've, I've just finished a can of delicious beer, and I'm waiting patiently to talk more about rugby league to people from all over the world. You know, that's, that's a pretty great way to spend your evening. Mate, uh, I would start on the board. It's a bit early. <laughs> Mate, the next few minutes is yours. What do you want to know? So, my, I want to know what your opinion is on French Elite One clubs moving into League One or maybe the Championship, and if they should do that or should stay them on their own, and if they should move up, who should go first? What a great question. Yeah, awesome I mean, my point. short answer is yes, but I don't know enough about it. I can't see what, is there, explain to me why they wouldn't. For anyone who doesn't know much about French League One, why, why would it be a bad idea? Well, at the moment, you, you can see like loads of teams uh, pulling down Super League players like um, Zimalali went to Carcassonne. Um, Tony Gijo's gone back to Avignon. So yeah, Gijo's back, isn't they're he? Trying to, like, yeah, they're trying to build their, their league for themselves, but... They still seem to be under Super League and under League One. Mm. It's hard to see what level it's at. Yeah. To to answer your last question first, I think Carcassonne would be the next club that could sort of go across Mm. to the to the um, UK um, pyramid. Um, I think. Look, it's hard to say. I've been watching little bits of Elite One this year because they're being televised um, on on social media, on Facebook, and all that. Lockteen, I think it is. Um, But. Like, it's a decent standard. It's probably League One standard or maybe just a little bit below. But I would like to see, I would actually like to see, um, I, I think Europe needs a second strong competition, right? Like, super, we need yeah. more than just Super League on that side of the world. And I think France is a perfect place. Southern France is a perfect place to base a second, like, fully professional league, not just, like, semi-pro like the Elite One is. And, it, look, it's easier said than done. But um, but I would like to see sort of a French Super League, for want of a better word, and Elite One sort of below that. And, you know, the champions of France and the champions of England playing each other at the end of every year. I think something yeah. like that would be pretty cool, just off the top of my well, head. Well, champions of England versus champions of France and yeah. it's all an origin. Yeah, well, I mean, you're the best I've always said, like England are playing, you know, the Exiles this year and they're always looking for, yeah. for competition and they always find their way in the Southern Hemisphere, you know. But 
I think, you know, England and France has to be, we have to build up England versus France to like state of origin levels and, you know, it, it just has to happen. And and maybe, you know, tweaking the domestic scene a little bit like that could be the answer. Yeah, no, I'd love that. I'd, I'd love to see France and England become a real dominant force up there. And I can't imagine that unless that League One, unless French League One becomes powerful or becomes diluted into a, into a bigger competition, mm-hmm. I can't see it happening. So, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. With that, would you have Catalans and Toulouse move back? Yeah, I would. Ooh. Yeah, I would eventually. I would have Catalans, Toulouse mm. move back. Um, I've even, like, I, I even toyed with, in my mind, like, Ottawa and Toronto could be in the French League. Oh. Because, like, Ottawa in particular, like, they speak French and speak English. So there's, like, a bit of a connection there with French Canadians yeah. connection. So if, if um, Ottawa wanted to continue on, you know, with their uh, transatlantic sort of voyage, voyage, yeah. then I could really mm. see them fitting into like a French system as opposed to a UK system if a fr- the French system had like could reach the heights of Super League. And we've seen how unaccommodating Super League is. and So maybe the French competition would be more accommodating. This could be good. So, Dan, are you a Leeds fan? You live in Leeds? Yeah, I can see the stadium from my house. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> oh, that's super yeah. jealous. And have you been a Leeds fan for a very long time? Yeah, I was born and bred in Leeds, so been Leeds fan all my all my life. And you got into the sport then through your family? Yeah, through my dad taking me. Unfortunately, my uncle's a Bradford Bulls fan, but you know we can't all be <laughs> Leeds fans. <laughs> all good, mate. Well, good luck with the upcoming Super League season. I know it's a little bit delayed, but um, I, I mentioned to another. Uh, we had another caller from Leeds earlier, and I mentioned that they are one of the three clubs that aren't dead to me in the Super League because uh, they <laughs> voted in favour of Toronto. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> Dan, thanks for chasing awesome. kangaroos with us, mate. Cheers, mate. Take care. Thanks, guys. I love having accents on this show. It's so good. We need more accents. Well, should we go another accent or should we go another Aussie? And you asked me Shipway for the accent and then we got the Leeds accent. It's like the gods of rugby yeah. league provided. It's like they know. They've got, we've been praying to Chuck Mundine and... Uh, Roberto Farah. Roberto Farah. I was going to say yeah. Benji. Well, do, you, uh, do you want another I'll accent or do you want an Aussie? What do you want next? I want another accent. You want another accent? All right. Please. Let's go for another accent. Carl's is making notes. Any amateur podcast people out there who want to know how the how Uncle runs a podcast, he takes notes. He he makes sure that he stays professional the whole time. You know, I actually never take notes, but on this episode, I feel like I have to. I've got to cross off numbers so I don't call them twice. Let's go back overseas. You take pre notes. I've read your notes. They're they're, they're intensive. They're not as good as Michael from uh, Rugby League. Oh, no, come on, that's he like wrote a book just for that documents. one episode. Did you read that for that yeah. episode? Well, I sk- I tried to read it. I didn't read it. I just won't. won't know Hello. Hey, uh, you, you're on the line with Cubs and Big T on Chasing Kangaroos. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. Who are we speaking to? Uh, it's Sammy, and uh, I'm in France. You're in France. Whereabouts in France? Yeah. Uh, in Paris. You're, oh, you're the Lebanese dude in Paris. Exactly. I was hoping we'd <laughs> get you, mate. That's awesome. How are you going? Good, good, man. How are you? Good, man. How does a, a boy from Lebanon end up in Paris and uh, end up listening to an International Rugby League podcast from Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, in 2008, I was at school in Lebanon and um, the PE teacher came and said, uh, well, we're going to start teaching you guys rugby league. Are you interested? And I said, yeah, why not? You know, the, the chubby kid at school and it's probably the only sport that, uh, that tolerates the, the chubby kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I uh, started playing... Uh, Rugby league, and I loved it. 
And uh, since then, I decided that um, I wanted to go to Australia one day. Where? So um, yeah, so I went to Sydney for my for my masters in uh, 2014. And uh, yeah, I stayed in Sydney for for two years, two and a half years. So that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Did you become and, a South um, fan then? If you're there in 2014, they won the grand final. Is that who you ended up going for, or who did you end up supporting? No, I, unfortunately, I was for the Bulldogs, and they lost. So <laughs> oh no, so sorry. <laughs> well, at least you got to see them in a grand final that year. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I can um, I can thank rugby league for for that because like um, the other Lebanese uh, guys who went with me to study, uh, it took them a bit of time to get. I'm um, used to being so uh, so far from home and everything, but mm. for me it was so much easier. Like maybe a few weeks in, I was already on the sideline, abusing the rest. Get him on side. Do you remember the guy's name in 2008 who introduced rugby league to you? Do you remember his name? Um, so it was um, it was uh, Ray Safi. Oh, Raymond Safi. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, big shout out to one, you, Raymond. That's an incredible thing for the him to have done. The two of them yeah, it was the one who started, uh, who started this project with um, with uh, Danny. Danny, I think yeah, you know, Danny yeah, exactly. Ray yeah. was uh, Ray's story is incredible. I got to speak to him on the International Rugby League podcast, and he's very much behind the MEA, everything going on over in MEA um, conference at the moment. But his story was like he he's Aussie born, but he went back to Lebanon on holidays. And I might be misquoting a little bit here, but so it's paraphrasing his story, but went back to Lebanon for holidays and because he was of age and he was still a Lebanese citizen, he had to stay and serve time in the army. Wow. And he ended up teaching them rugby league and starting rugby league over there with, wow. with Danny or something. Oh, like crazy story. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his story. Yeah, wow. And what are you doing in Paris now, man? Uh, I'm working. I work now <laughs> in Paris. I'm a <laughs> consultant in, uh, in software. Are you still keeping up to date with the doggies? Yeah. Yeah. They're getting excited now with all the signings. Yeah, because they've been terrible for a <laughs> few years, but you stayed with them. I love that. Well done, Sammy. Yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, at least in Paris, nobody knows them, so you don't feel embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any of the gear? Do you ever walk around the fashionable city of Paris in a, in a Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs jersey or hat? Or? <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I, I wanted to go to training. I, I, still, I still go to training um, with, um, with a small club in the suburbs of Paris. It's called uh, Nanterre, Nanterre Rugby League. So, Sammy, stop. You still play rugby league? Yeah, and I rest. Oh, Sammy, you are quickly <laughs> becoming my favorite caller of the night. We've had some excellent callers. You're Big T's best friend, mate. Sammy, so talk me through this. So, how did you find rugby league in France? On Facebook. Okay, great. So, you I just, just typed I, in. I typed Parish rugby league and then Bang. one post leads to another, and then you just need to, to be sociable and not be afraid to talk to people, and then you meet the right guys. and there you go. Unbelievable. And how did you end up refereeing then? Um, I learned the Lebanon. So I was refereeing over there as well. And then um, in, in the Paris area, there's only maybe one or two refs. Wow. So I told them, like, I, I can ref if you need me. And they were so happy because there's, I mean, it, it's such a shame that the, the game is not growing in Paris. Mm. You feel that in France when they, they're only focusing on the south of France, but yeah. it's a... Uh, it's crazy when you see the potential that they, they can have. I mean, what do you think the, they should do, the mate? What do you think they should do to help grow the game in the north of, Fran- of, of France or some middle to I north? Really academy. They need an academy and create uh, the good pathways. I mean, all, all the young kids, they're going to, to soccer and rugby union. Right. And soccer, you know, like the, there's so much competition in, yeah. in soccer. Like 
they they can't all make it. Yeah. So so they, you can you can you can find the next uh, I don't know like you know the Mbappe or the <laughs> the the big soccer players. There's, there's certainly some some athletes that are ready to, to dominate rugby league as well. Yeah. Well. Wow. Sammy, yeah. this is so exciting. Mate, do you have a question for us? Question. Uh, no, just just wanted to, to tell you my story. And, I love it. No, I love uh, it. Tell you how much I appreciate your your podcast and funny story. The other day, uh, I was commenting on one of your posts and saying yeah, it would be great that Morocco plays uh, in the next uh, World Cup and maybe it will be in France. And then it would be great to see the all the Moroccans uh, who live in France support their team because that's the same story as the Lebanese and uh, in Sydney. Yeah, because there's a massive Moroccan community in in France. And then um, one guy replied to, to my comment and turns out that this guy was playing with Morocco against me in 2012 no. when I was playing for Lebanon. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then I added him and now we chat. Yeah, it's so crazy. We're bringing, the, uh, we're bringing the International Rugby League community a bit closer. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Hey, Sammy, thanks for listening, mate. And thanks for sharing your story. Oh, thank you. On episode thank 100. you for calling. Hold on, before you get off, Sammy, do I find you on Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Thanks, I'll Sammy. I'll send it to you. Oh. Thanks, man. I can't wait to chat to you as well. Cheers, so man. Exciting. Have a good day. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye, bye. T's got a new best friend. Oh, Sammy, he's a referee, <laughs> a Lebanese referee in Paris. That sounds like my favourite rom-com, a Lebanese referee in Paris. <laughs> a Lebanese referee in Paris. Oh, Mate, I, uh, that reminds me, wearing his Bulldogs jersey in Paris, it yes. reminds me of the time I wore my Dragons jersey to the Vatican in Rome. Mm-hmm. Well, Vatican's technically not part of Rome, but I wore it because there was a statue of St. George there and I wanted to get a photo. <laughs> A photo of me in my Dragons jersey. Yeah, you ruined your wife's day for that one uh, photo. I like oh, she it. She loved it, mate. Now, can I tell you, before you hit pray, can I tell you a stupid story about uh, I was in Rome right near some some ancient thing wearing a Bowman Tiger scarf. Yeah. And uh, my wife went to go to the bin just quickly, about maybe 30 metres away. And while I was standing there holding an umbrella just in case it rained, I was swinging it like a baseball bat because yeah. that's just sometimes what I do. And um, the umbrella came off the end of the handle and just spun slowly in what felt like slow motion over a fence into ancient Rome and just laid there. And my wife came back going, what was wrong? And I was just standing there holding an umbrella of a handle, sorry, a handle of an umbrella just saying, uh, uh, what's wrong? Is it, are you okay? It's like, I just threw an umbrella into ancient Rome. And she ran to the barrier and there it was. 10,000 years earlier. I couldn't. It's like literally down in ancient Rome. You can't so get there. So some archaeologist is like going to find this and go, they invented umbrellas in Rome. She's never ancient walked Rome. so fast. She was petrified that like <laughs> the, the uh, what are they called? The Calabinieri were going to turn Calabinieri. up. Calabinieri. Yeah, we're going to turn up and arrest me. But but that was always, I was wearing a Balmain uh, Tiger's jersey, uh, a scarf, and I'm sure that's where the power came from. you got to represent. Let's, yeah, uh, let's go back to Australia, mate, for a phone call. Let's see who we got here. That was a good accent, eh? Lebanese Parisian. So good. Everyone, ah, oh, so cool, so cool. Let's see who we've got here. Episode one hundred, chasing kangaroos. Can't believe it. You reckon we'll get to two hundred? Yeah. <laughs> Easily. We'll looks do it like, by July. Looks like we're going to miss a call here. If we have a uh, COVID hits again, yeah, do two episodes a week. Let's leave a message if he doesn't answer. Whoever it is. Hello. Please leave a detailed yes. message after the time. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hello. Hey, this is Carbs and... Big T. And uh, you just missed a call. You could have been on episode 100 of Chasing Kangaroos, <laughs> but you missed out. Call us back if you like. We might answer. Let's see how we go. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. <laughs>
Thanks for not chasing kangaroos with us. All right, that person missed out. Let's let's. Do you know their name? Who was that? No, no idea. I'm just uh, I'm just punching in numbers. Punching numbers. Let's um let's stay in Australia though. Uh, I was about to read the number out loud. We've got so many prank calls. I also love that. I, I, both times we've done this episode, you then say, "So, what's your question?" And they go, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Question. I just wanted to be on the show." <laughs> Questions. That's your job. That's I'm it. And you know what? We end up interviewing them yeah, well, more than they like asking us questions, which yeah. is really cool. Well, we're finding out about them. No one see, really cares about us. Let's see if we can get some luck on this one here. Accent? No accent. This is an Aussie. So, yeah, accent technically, yeah, yeah. but not to us. I chase kangaroos with calves. Oh, shut chase. up. That's so good. <laughs> Who have we got on the line? Uh, Big Al. Oh, Big Al. Alex, how are you, buddy? Good, good. What's happening? Mate, uh, it's all happening. Where I'm uh, trying to get my heart rate down. That's what's happening. That was so exciting. Big T's pumped. He just made a new best friend who uh, <laughs> discovered rugby league in primary school in Lebanon, moved to Australia, now lives in Paris, and he's playing and refereeing over there. So Big Big T's like had to change his pants in between phone yeah, calls. Yeah, but then Big Al said he chases kangaroos <laughs> when he answered the phone. It's just all happening for me at the moment. <laughs> oh, mate, uh, um, where, where, whereabouts in Aussie are you? You're from Queensland, aren't you? I think. Queensland up in Mount Isa at the moment. Are we allowed to visit each other yet or what? I think the borders yes. are open. Um, yes. I think we are, yeah. Yeah, because I, I saw it for Magic Round. I've been oh, keeping close right. eye for Magic Round and at the moment I can go. And also the um the the Indigenous Maori game yeah. which is coming up very soon as well. Are you going to go up there, Big Al? Or? Yes, I'll be heading to that one, yeah. Oh, mate. What about Magic Round, Al? Uh, not sure at this point. That's yeah, not a no. Hopefully. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Save some cash now, Big Man. Sink a few beers with me. It's going to be a good time. It will be a good time, yeah, especially after not missing out last year. Yeah, far out. Anyway, last year doesn't matter. It's all about this year and, and, and yeah. feeling great about this Future. year. Future. Yes. That's it. Hey, Big Al, what do you want to know? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to say? The floor is yours. Um. Well, I think I believe my question was um, who is going to win the groups of the World, Rugby League World Cup this year? Oh, good question. Shit, the, do I don't know off the top in? of my head. Do you have a no, big let me find, let me find Get them. the Google machine out. Yep. Big T's being good. Unless Al's got it in front of him. Do you have the groups in front of you? No, I don't have that's it in front okay, of me at the okay. moment, no. Who do you uh, follow, Al? Are you, do you want the Aussies to take it out or you want? are you like me where well, you just want what's best for the game? Oh, shut up. Don't lead him. Al, answer who I talk to. Talk to, but around most people, I'll probably say the kangaroos, but yes. around close friends, I'm more leaning towards the Minnow Nation. <laughs> I'm glad you consider us close friends, mate. That's good. Oh, yeah, that was nice. That's good. Uh, fixtures? No, I don't but want yeah, fixtures. Like when, the, when the Kiwis won back in 2008, that was a pretty big deal. So I was at that game. When when Tonga beat Australia, I was I like was Tongan that night. It was fantastic. Okay. Would you like, do you, uh, how do you want me to show you the things? Just, you just read them out loud. Let's Who's do Group A. Group a. Okay, well, Group A has got England, Samoa, France, Greece. Big Al, who do you like out of that? England, Samoa, France, Greece. Uh, I think England will have to top the group there. But uh, there could be. Could be an upset, I reckon, with Samoa, depending on what sort of squad they can have. Yeah, game one will be interesting, England versus Samoa. That's that's going to be huge. I think it's one of those things where Samoa could win that game, but then England win that group. I don't know. It's weird. You know how weird shit happens in World Cups, and that could be one of those storylines. I think England takes it out. I think England at home, I just can't, oh, yeah. I can't go past England at home, and I don't know if that's because I think they'll take out the group or because my heart tells me that the best result for International Rugby League is for England to be successful at their own World Cup. Yeah, I agree as well. I think England being successful is, is, would be a big deal for the game. And hopefully it's a packed crowd too. Yeah. What about you, T? 
Oh, you've, yeah. I mean, I've got a boring answer like you. It's England. Just say Greece. Just say Greece. I really wanted to, but then everyone would just think I'm being annoying. <laughs> Group B has us, Fiji, Scotland, Italy. Who's us? Italy? I said us, Fiji, <laughs> Scotland, Italy. So you answer your own question. So, Australia, Fiji, Scotland, Italy. Yeah. Um, oh, look, Australia wins that. I'd love to say Fiji. I'd actually love to say Italy, but um, I think Australia wins that group. Uh, I, Fiji are my dark horse. I think they can get a really good squad together. Um, they've got some great players in the NRL and they've got, it might be four years too early for Fiji. Uh, they, right. I think 2025, they're going to be something special, but um, Australia takes out that group for mine. Bigger. Yeah, I think Australia and then Fiji second in that group. And then do you think Italy then Scotland or do you think Scotland can have any upset and get over Italy? Keeping in mind Uncle Carbs is going to cut you off depending on your answer. No, I think Italy, I think Italy will be third in the group. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Sorry to the Scots fans. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Group C's got New Zealand, Lebanon, Jamaica, Ireland. Yeah, New Zealand. Bigger. Wouldn't be good to see Ireland beat New Zealand. That would Wouldn't be Wouldn't that huge. be an upset of tournament? Ireland beating New Zealand. I'm, yeah, well. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to um, Jamaica v Ireland because we've got uh, Kangaroo Chasers, Ashton Golding and uh, Ronan Michael who've both been on the show. They'll be playing each other in that game. And um, yeah, I, I can't, Ireland versus Jamaica, that's one of the matchups that I'm really looking forward to in the World Cup this year. And I reckon Jamaica could jag second. I yeah. really hope that happens. There's, I think, who, were the, who was the other one? So, Ireland and Lebanon. Oh, Lebanon. Leb- like Lebanon depends yeah. on, because it's always a bit murky, like what's going on with their domestic boys versus their heritage boys. Um, Roberto Farrar's not there anymore. Will Mitchell Moses be there? It really depends on who they name. I think you have to say Lebanon comes second there, but I'd love to see Jamaica snag their way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. would be awesome. And then Group D's got, and this is really the most exciting group, Group D's got Tonga, Papua New Guinea, Wales, and Cook Islands. Ooh. you you got to say Tonga. Oh. But wouldn't yeah. Papua New Guinea be fucking yeah. awesome? I can't. I, out of all of the groups, Tonga's probably the least confident out of England, Australia, Fiji. I think Papa could, the pups could get up. I feel sorry for Wales in that group because mm. I really love watching Wales at international level. I always have ever since like the 95 World Cup. Um, but... Yeah, like that's a tough group for them. Because Cook Islands can easily jag around as well. Cook Incredible Islands are like Samoa where they could name a phenomenal side yeah. um, depending on who shows up for them heritage-wise. So mm. that's interesting, man. Um, did you did you answer the question no, as well, Bigel? No, I think, I think Tonga will win, will win the group and hopefully go on and go far in the tournament. Um, hopefully they can, can t- carry the momentum of a couple of years ago. Hopefully last year hasn't faulted that, but yeah. You know what? I hope we get some upsets because we had all the same answers. So I would love to see some upsets. During the group stages. Remind me, do, we, do the top two from each thing go through? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's a top two from each, but I forget who, which groups play off. Oh, yeah. Who. So what I would love to see is Papua New Guinea upset Tonga. Tonga comes second, but then Tonga go really well in the final bit. So we get some upset. Papua yeah. New Guinea goes crazy. They still go well in the final thing, but we see Tonga have a bit of a hiccup and then, then they go hard from there and Australia ends up winning it. See, that could happen where, say Samoa tops their group. England come second, but then England knock off like an Aussie. Yeah. Or like that no, one. Not be, Australia, but yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, what about the women's? What about the women's? Let's have a look at that. Yeah. They didn't put them on the same page. Give me a sec. <laughs> the internet's not working. One hey, game, Big Al, are you on, you're on the podcast with uh, Righty. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was on there early in the, early in the last year. Yeah. 
Now, like, on any, like, I, any, I, I, any, any given Monday, yeah. yeah. Any given Monday, I must say, I've listened to the first few. Oh, I've, holy crap! Yeah, I've cut out. I've cut out some rugby league podcasts, and I haven't listened to that. I don't know if there actually has been in any given Monday for a while. Yeah, they have. I just listened to it this week. Oh, did they have one this week? Yeah. Were you I, on that, Big L? No, no, no. I was on there only on there once, but yeah. Couple, ah. couple of my mates from back home do I, that one. I met, I met right, I met the right man at the World Nines, the Nines World Cup, probably a year and a bit ago now, and he was awesome. Like, and he got a few cans into him by the end of the day because it was a long day, and he was just like, love, yeah, he loves talking footy. Um, and I met Fred because I was hanging out with the players downstairs, um, and I met Freddy, and he came off the field. I think they just played. Did they play Australia? USA played Australia, I think. And they did. They, yeah, okay, they started yeah. off well. And he came off the field and I go, Freddie, how are you going? And he gave me a hug. And then he looked <laughs> up at me and he goes, Cubs, how are you going? And I'm like, yeah, Freddie, hey, what's happening? So I was stoked that he, uh, that he recognized me. But yeah, but met them both. Awesome guys. So any given Monday. That, that podcast is great. It's yeah, ridiculous. That one. It's, it's, most podcasts try and be a bunch of mates sitting around having a beer and, and, and like, let's just have a microphone. I bet everyone still feels a little like it's, I got to think about what I'm saying because there's a microphone in front of me. Was that podcast is genuinely a bunch of blokes slowly getting more and more drunk, just accidentally saying shit on a microphone and then forgetting that they recorded it, but then releasing it the next day. It's incredible. <laughs> it's like we edit this out, but they don't actually edit anything. Yeah, and yeah, because some of the shit they say, I'm like, oh, gentlemen, this isn't. You can't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I would just be like oh, a few of my mates if I can roll my eyes and get up. But you guys, the, yeah, Mercho would edit that straight out. Yeah, but, trust me. Yeah, and, but it's still great. I mean, I keep listening because it's just it's yeah it's it's an incredible. Podcast. Got in the women's pool. Sorry, uh, Group A has England, Papua New Guinea, Canada, and Brazil. I would love for Brazil to oh, upset yeah. everyone. Well, they've been such an incredible job. Yeah, they're doing good things. The I don't comp. think they will. I'd love for them to snag a win. Because um, Canada's doing a great job. All four Canada, of those yeah. countries. You know what? Papua New Guinea just beat England. Yeah. Papua New Guinea. Let's go PNG. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know it's a rough one. England's probably the favourites, right? I'm going to go PNG. Big Al? Uh, I'm going Brazil. Oh, yes, that would be mate. great. Yeah, you know what? You got Berg. balls, man. You got balls. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, big Rob. Oh, you know Bergs as well. You'd know Bergs as well, yeah? Yeah, from Mitchie, yeah. Champion. He's on his way back to Oz at the moment, isn't he? He's been, or he might be back by now because he's been in Brazil oh, for a little sure. while. Yeah, yeah, I know he's been in Brazil for a while, yeah. Yeah, nice. On a side note, what do we think about that the new stadium deal that the team's got? How, How good, good is that? that? The, the 20,000. The Moringa Hawks, mm. yeah. Great. Um, they're, I was speaking to Bergs the other day. He said there's some footage coming out. Hopefully they can edit it together. I want to see... I really want to see how that game went, actually. So that'll be cool. That's awesome. Uh, the other group is Australia, New Zealand, France, and Cook Islands. Just an absolute stitch up of a group. Why is Australia and New Zealand in the same group, eh? Oh, it's got to be Australia, but I'd love to see New Zealand. But Cook up. Islands have got to be good as well, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And who was the other one? France. France. Oh, poor France. They're like the whales of that other group. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. What about you? I think Peter? Australia for yeah. that one. Yeah. Australia. Oh, I don't know, man. I really think New Zealand impressed me so much in that nines game. Mm. And um, now that I'm, uh, I'm really good friends with... Is Vitelli Kiwi? She's Kiwi, isn't she? It, she is, She is, but I think she plays for Australia. She does, doesn't she? Yeah, That's, yeah. She's got a Kiwi accent. She should be playing for yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, I think her mum is, is a Kiwi, but... Yeah. Um, I don't want her to play for them. Are you crazy? She, the, the way she played for New South Wales late last year was incredible. Stop being such an Aussie Come on, man. No, no, no I'm all Go about on. it. Go Australia. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's going to be a great one. But yeah, the New Zealand really scared me in that nines comp, and so I, I'm really worried that they'll beat us again. Uh, Big Al, any other questions for us, mate? No, I think that's all I've got. Uh, thanks very much for the call, and yeah, yeah. thanks for reminding 20- me about. Thanks for reminding me about any given Monday. That was a great relive. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, nice to finally speak to you in person. We we uh, DM. You slide into my DMs every now and then, big guy. 
<laughs> and uh, it's always good You're to chat. You're not alone, Big Al. His DMs are fuller than his normal but notifications. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for chasing kangaroos with us. No worries, guys. Have a great night. See you, dude. Yeah. All right, mate. Uh, I got get... so excited about having given Monday to talk to everyone when he's trying to say something it's nice, funny, probably. Because I speak to a lot of these people in DMs and... um. Then after like a few minutes of chatting, I'm like, hold on, that's yeah, what I know. That's yeah. what, yeah, I remember you now. That's awesome. Hey, what about, while I get an international caller up, what about, uh, what about matthaines.com? Oh, I love that guy. Sorry. Want, <laughs> let's say some stuff yeah, about no, him because he's our sponsor while, he, I'm getting, um, uh, while I'm getting a caller up. He, I mean, your 13 countries, if there's any other country that hasn't already got their, their jersey <laughs> going, you've got to get around Matty Haynes. I say it all the time about how I wish I had my own um, rugby league team to do, but maybe I just need, maybe I can do kids ones. Well, can you do, I yeah. just do one for, for Littlest. Yeah, he could. And you get 10% off if you tell him you're a kangaroo chaser, which he'd know. Just tell him you're big T, you might get 20% off. <laughs> I don't want an extra discount. G'day, Michael. How you going? Who have we got? Someone who's got your phone number. Uh, it's Mick. Uh, uh, Mick Hussey here. Mick Hussey, your Kiwi accent. Love it, mate. You champagne rugby league. Is that you? <laughs> yes, it is. Mate, welcome to episode 100. You're on the air with Big T. Say hello, Big T. Don't hello, be shy. No, thank you. It's unlike you, Big T. Well, no, I was just imagining hey, Big champagne. Big T, how are you doing? I'm really well, sir. And champagne rugby league is one of my favorite phrases. So I think I just got lost in a highlight reels in my head of other champagne rugby league moments. Uh, it's fantastic to speak to you, though. Did you say your name was Michael Hussey? Is it? Did I hear Mike? Mick? Mike? Or did I say my name? Yes. Yeah. So you're not related to the Aussie cricketer, obviously. No, no, he bats left-handed. I'm more right-handed. <laughs> that is a champagne rugby league kind of comment. I love it, mate. Uh-huh. Mate, uh, welcome to episode 100. No, thank you. It's great to be in. Mate, uh, it's good to hear a Kiwi accent because one thing, you need to help us out with this actually because we don't have, like, so mm-hmm. when I look at the listeners we have all the way around the world, and we've got listeners everywhere, I think there's like 82 countries on last count, um, and I last counted about uh, 12 months ago, so there might be more now. But like half of our listeners are from Australia. Then we've got a big chunk from the UK, massive chunk from USA and Canada. And then it's like France, then it's New Zealand. Wow. And I feel like New Zealand should be a little bit higher up, mate. So you need to tell your Kiwi buddies that uh, there's this awesome podcast called Chasing Kangaroos <laughs> that they need to listen to. I will do. So that, that surprises me. I thought there'd be more from New Zealand listening in. That's what I would have thought. So I don't know what we're doing. Maybe... Maybe it's because Big T loves the Aussie, can- loves the kangaroos. Don't blame uh, me. No, I'm not going to blame It's honestly because you've never called Mike before. <laughs> now that you've finally got Mike on board, he's going to tell all of his mates. But Mike's a Canberra fan, is that right? How, how, how did you end up becoming a Canberra yeah, fan? Yeah, I am. Well, I'm, I'm actually from Canberra originally. Uh, I've been living in New Zealand about 20 years, right. but uh, I'm from Canberra originally. So you're a reverse Charles Nickel Klofstad. <laughs> Reverse. reverse yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mate, what question have Imagine you got for Imagine trying us? to say that guy's name in reverse. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, mate, I struggled to say it then. What question have you got for us, Mick? Okay, the question I have is how does rugby league in general take power away from the NRL clubs? Oh, excellent. <laughs> Shit, that's huge. From the clubs, from the NRL or the clubs? Yes. Uh. I'm going to say clubs. So I just got a feeling that and it's happening for a long time, dictate uh, which players get released for rep games mm. uh, from anything, really, and even yeah. uh, matches being played from internationals. Well, the big one was the, uh, De- the, the Denver test, right? Yeah. Because uh, the NRL yep. clubs made a lot of noise about that, and it's probably the reason why we didn't get the second and third year of Denver tests 
Um, and it's probably why yep. that more uh, PTYLTD went under and we don't have a World Cup in the USA in 2025. So you, you could trace yep. it back to the clubs. Um, that's a tough question. The, look, the thing is, the NRL is where the money's at. It's the biggest, most powerful rugby league organisation. Probably, you know, probably the best rugby organisation full stop in terms of talent and, and like, it's just a wonderful competition. Um, so what we need is stronger, other stronger competitions around the world. So we need Super League to be stronger. We need a, a professional French league. We need a professional North American league. We need our Kiwi mates to, to get a little bit stronger as well. Like we need, um, we just need, because uh, at the moment the NRL are the biggest, they're the biggest dogs in the, in, in the park and they can do whatever they want. And uh, it's not always yeah. a bad thing because they do some good things. They do a lot of great things for the game. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like that, that Denver test is one where you sort of think, well, I kind of wish the clubs and the NRL had a little bit less power because our things would have been different in that case in particular. Yeah, but I think Mike's point is how if the NRL, the NRL can still wield all of that power, they just need they need someone who isn't the clubs making those decisions. So if we had the clubs not making those decisions, but the CEO or someone actually making them, then they could just say, you need to give your players to the Denver test. And then I think it was, I, I vaguely remember um, the Manly coach. That would have been Barrett. No, it may have been. Then I mean, the other one, Hasler. Or Desi. Yeah, yeah Desi. I remember oh, yeah. complaining quite a lot of the time about losing some of his players. So, But that would, I assume that would happen. Like, that would happen in the Premier League. That would happen in all the big sports that have, like, international windows where, you know, if you if if the star player for Liverpool, they don't want, you know, anyway, I'm sure those the issues. The Premier League would tell them I don't give a shit. I mean, Liverpool and Liverpool fans might complain, but... Yeah. Surely someone else goes, mm. the point is you move over. Well, they've got their international windows sorted and all that sort of thing too. And whereas World Cups Mike's and, point, yeah. and mistake yeah. me if I'm wrong, Mike, is that, is that the clubs are making decisions for the NRL and the NRL doesn't have the kind of front office that's making, that makes decisions yeah. despite that. Well, yeah, that's right. When I put the question in, I thought about it more since, and it's as though that the clubs own the players. Yeah. Yeah. And they need a richer body that can come in on top and negotiate with an NRL to produce a window so you can have matches. Uh, you mentioned the Denver test. Also, you can cite the Pacific tests. Yeah. Sometimes they happen, sometimes they don't. And that's all because of availability of players. Well, the Pacific test is a great example as well because we need more attention on those. And and one thing, that, like it was great to see them a couple mm. of years ago, like pre-COVID, but one thing that they were lacking was like a grand final or, or like some sort of culmination. And I just, so to me, it was just like, yeah, here's yep. some extra international games for the sake of having it. But like, you need a final, you need to make it important. Um, you need to let New Zealand play Tonga during our origin windows. Uh, maybe windows is it more international windows is the answer. And I guess it comes down to, look, it's always the dollar, yeah. right? It comes down to money. We need, if, if New Zealand versus Tonga could make as much money as State of Origin, then that's the answer to your question. Yeah. There's another one too, which is you won't have a f- – because players need to have X number of weeks break before yeah. they're back in training, before they have their first trials. So the clubs are putting more value in a trial match yeah. rather than an international. Yeah. The other thing is that the NRL has and the clubs have, is there a relationship so unusual one compared to, say, the NFL or NBA or – things like that, where you need to buy a license and it's it's a privilege to be there. Yeah. Whereas in the NRL, the NRL pays that club a certain amount of money every year because we have a weird mentality here where if a club dies or goes down, it was the NRL's fault and the fans are upset with rugby league rather than if a, if a 
club goes down, it really should be the club's fault for mismanagement. So until we fix that relationship where where mm. the NRL essentially play pays those clubs, then they won't feel that sense of entitlement and sense of ownership. Um, like they're supposed to be there, and you know, and it's a privilege for to have their club. It's a privilege to have Penrith in the NRL, and it really should be. It's a it's a it's a privilege for NRL to be in the uh, it's a privilege for Penrith to be in the NRL. So, uh, is, is it, I don't know how to fix that. Is it likely at all that the rugby league international federation can build itself up over a couple of years to get to that point where it can negotiate? It, it needs to be that the NRL sees that there's a dollar value in the international game yeah. being stronger, so that the NRL can be the greatest competition yes that's right and that the international is the most popular and most and culmination of skill but you raise a good point the international rugby league needs more power and they yep. built up over time like it wasn't long ago that they had like one staff member which was tasbia terry and now they've built up they have a team and they've got mm. they've had they've got you know appointed administrators to look after the world cup and all that sort of thing and they have vehicles to make money like the world cup for example um but yeah it's going to take time <laughs> I, I think and it is hard. The International Rugby League can't tell the domestic clubs what to be doing and how they should be run, but I just think it needs to be a greater combined effort from all of the governing bodies that we have, and, and we need more of those as well. When you speak to people from South America or Eastern Europe yeah. who are running these rugby league competitions, do you get a sense there is a common cause or a common effort uh, from all of the leagues? Uh, no, I feel that, yeah, no, they're kind of doing their own thing and hoping for the best and doing the best that they can with what they can be given. Because the thing is, we don't like, and I, I hear it all the time as well, There's there are people that complain they don't get enough support, but it's very hard for, like, we don't have a lot of resources in our sport and it's hard to divvy up those resources amongst, you know, 50 or so minor uh, development sort of nations. So it is difficult. Um, so look, I think the idea is there, I think through this podcast, we've been able to sort of network some people and connect some people so that they can be, uh, and I don't want to big note yeah. ourselves. That sound, I sound like a wanker saying stuff no, like shut that. up. Everyone listening to this knows this happens. <laughs> like but like, I know that all of a sudden uh-huh. people from Eastern Europe can speak to someone from yeah. South America and say, Hey, let's, let's try and do this. And, 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 you know, hopefully we can, can make things bigger and better. We've got a long way to go, man. Mike, before you go, can I also just thank you yeah, for, playing right. that, um, for playing that yep. to his new ad. I'd never seen that to his new ad. And I think oh. you tagged me in it the other day. It was incredible where, <laughs> where some punter in the pub wins the, uh, the 89 um, grand final for the Tigers over Canberra. I can't believe that ad. And I can't believe yeah. I've never seen it. I remember the, the ad come out years and it was one of the, I didn't mind. It was pretty funny. Uh, and I, I just happened to track a video on Saturday. Before the 1994 grand final, it was oh, no, a Mike. commercial where Canberra doesn't win a comp. So I kind of laughed at that. And I've, I thought I'll just chuck it up. This is something may not have seen it. Or it was just fun to look at him again. Yeah. And it was interesting how many hadn't seen it before yeah. or hadn't seen it in ages and loved it. Yeah, no, I appreciated that. Thanks. And thanks for taking me in. It was nice that you thought of me. Well, there's, of, of all the Balmain fans, I know you're one. I was trying to think of a few others who might get a kick out of it. Yeah. Who aren't going to shout at you. Yeah. Very good. Hey, Mike, thanks for chasing kangaroos with us, mate. No worries. It was a great chat. Thanks for the call. See you later. See you. Let's try and get a few more in. I know Mercho's about to fall asleep on the lounge. How are we going for time, Mercho? He's wrapping you up. Okay. Can we get... <laughs> 
I speak Mercho. I speak Mercho. Let's get some quick ones. I in. speak Mercho with. Let's get some quick ones with Carson Big T. Nicholas, because last time Mercho banned me from the studio for a few months. <laughs> he's, he's spread a disease just so we know. This one is overseas again. Let's see if we can get an accent. Remember that time Big Al said I chased kangaroos? How good was that? So good. I'll never forget that. I've got to sleep smiling because of that. You're making best friends like okay. every caller. I think we're going to miss this one. But I want to put a message on. Oh, oh. I answered. Ah, okay. Nicholas Mew, when you listen back, you missed out, buddy. Okay, let's go. Um, that sounded like an accent as well, Nicholas Mew. Let's go. Mew. You're going to like this one, Big T. I've got to get this one in. Whoops. Hello, Steve Blocker Roach. Steve Blocker. <laughs> Benny Elias. Um, this one is, I'm going to call this guy because he's been on the Overseas? show before. Yeah, he's been on the show before. And we talk about the episode a fair bit. So hopefully he answers. Is it my boy? I like to chase kangaroos yes. with carbs and big teeth. Yes. Yes. How are you doing, John? I'm all right, mate. Well, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, good, man. How are you feeling after? Um, did you play in that game in the snow over in, in oh Russia? Oh, my God. I didn't know. I played another snow rugby at the weekend, which was, uh, I think, equally as cold. Um, you guys are fucking crazy. How do you do that? <laughs> yes, mate. It's, it's, uh, it's mad. Every time we do it, I think we all think, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. And then the Russians all love it, but uh, <laughs> I'm not used to that extreme weather. So uh, I uh, walk around looking a bit miserable for a couple of hours. But uh, no, nah, it's good luck, really. Yeah. Awesome, it's good man. to get out there back on the field, really. Yeah, Please. it must be good to come out of lockdown. Big T, you, if you don't remember the voice, John Christie from Russia with scrums. No, I don't One remember. One of our favourite episodes of all time. So mm. when you requested to come on episode 100, John, I was like, yeah, definitely. Let's get this. Let's get him in. Let's get the number there. Let's give him a call. Please tell me two things. First of all, how did you know where the trial line was? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> how did you know where the trial line was in the snow? How did you How did you find it? Oh, it's, we've got the uh, we've got some flags up, so uh, we sort of can still see it roughly. Uh, oh, flags! And it's always uh, yeah. So <laughs> come along a little bit. So you can sort of uh, you just have to look across and then uh, do a little bit of dive, move it a little bit when you put it down. And tell me where uh, you're at. All right. I can hear kids and, and families. And have we pulled you away from something important? No, not really. Well, it is my job. But uh, <laughs> just, uh, I'm, uh, I'm currently on playground duty, which is uh, <laughs> delightful. Yeah, so I've got, oh we're minus 12 here. So I've got about 30 kids running around playing some sort of weird dodgeball game in the snow. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully no one gets injured, but it's all good fun. Did you consider wow. giving them a, a rugby league ball, a Steedon? We've got a few. We're starting, uh, actually starting a bit of a tag yes. rugby league with Smart. them. And I bought some stuff over back from the UK. So uh, hopefully we started that. We've got a few junior sections with some of the clubs. So uh, hopefully send a few of the pupils that way and uh, get them loving the game as well. That's great, man. How are things progressing? Because when we had you on the show, we spoke about the grand plans. And, yeah, it was at the and, beginning of 2020, it was, wasn't it? Well, it was the beginning of COVID. So yeah. when we first, when I, I don't know if you remember, John, but when we first spoke about you coming on, you are like, we've got all these plans. Let's tell you all about it. Then COVID hit, but then you told us about the plans anyway. And and yeah. I, feel, I feel like now you've been on pause, but you're back or you're st starting to come back. How's it going? It's, yeah, it's slow steps. Um, Moscow as a whole um, is sort of 
we seem to have um, loosened the COVID restrictions and are coming uh, a bit more freedom as in to go out. Uh, pubs and bars are open and things like that. Um, the other regions, though, are still in a bit more trouble than us, which is making it hard for us to sort of organise um, the Cup of Russia and then the domestic league. So we're sort of going to meet, I think, in the next couple of weeks and then outline the plans. Um, we were due to run from about October to March. So we're thinking at the minute it may be a series of sort of uh, friendly matches uh, in the regions that are able to play. And then um, hopefully uh, over the summer, get some nines going uh, as planned. And then um, maybe an earlier start to the season uh, to help us prepare for internationals against Greece and Serbia in October. That's awesome. amazing. Uh, that is the that is the hope. So it should be. I mean, um, it'll be the European Championship, but it'd be a great um, sort of warm up for Greece's uh, World Cup uh, campaign. And uh, it's always great to uh, Serbia and Russia have got great history with each other, yeah, and uh, they're sort of a bit of a leading light, really, in, in sort of our region. So it'd be good to test ourselves against them. Is Jovan still involved? Because he came across from Serbia, didn't he? Is he still involved with you guys helping out? Or Yes, yeah. He sort of um, oversees us and helps us. Um, we're sort of looking at coaching opportunities. Um, we're trying to get some uh, level one educators over yeah. to help um, educate our coaches. Um, just get a bit more of a sustainable plan, really. We think... Rather than if we get our coaches educated, then they can educate further coaches and we can sort of develop within our nation rather than being always reliant on Australians and English right. people coming over yeah. and uh, leading it all. I can't tell you I've wanted a cup more in my life than the Cup of Russia. That has made me I can't stop thinking about <laughs> that name. It's the greatest name for a cup ever. Have you, have you ever won it? Uh, we, we've never well we, it's only it's not been played for a few years so it's right. a bit of a new new idea uh, we're thinking of like challenge cup style right uh, about 16 teams in it so all over and then it should be I mean the plan uh, will hopefully be sort of magic rounds at weekends yep. where we can get um, say quarterfinals all in one venue um, and hopefully get some interest built up for it that's awesome so John you've just said magic round which is one of my favourite terms ever in Russia winning playing for the Rus the cup of Russia that's the most exciting story I've heard how do you say magic round in Russian John oh May I, I can barely say hello. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I'm really glad you're teaching kids yeah. as well. That's great, John. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just sucking up the culture, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, just uh, just not a smile is uh, generally the tactic. Yeah. Hey, mate, did you have a uh, question for Big T and I for episode 100 of uh, Chasing Kangaroos? Yes, I do. Um, so my question is. With the talk of um, the NRL um, investing, I, don't, I think it was around 70 million in um, the Super League and for a 50% ownership, I was saying, well, thinking, if you were to be given the 70 million, <laughs> where in World Rugby League would you invest? Would you, oh, would you persevere with the Super League idea or would you think more of uh, maybe America or... Uh, Europe, mainland Europe, or Fiji. What, what would you do with the money, and how could you use that money best to grow uh, the international game? What a question! You know what? Actually, 
Try and answer it now, but I actually think this is a genuine episode that we should do. We should, I, you and I should both go away, think really detailed yeah. about what we would do, and then come back and do an, a seventy million dollar episode. The thing is, there's a lot of answers because, yeah. like, how, like, because at the end of the day, seventy million dollars is a lot of money, but for a sporting organization, yeah, it's not. A it's huge, not enough. Yeah, yeah, it's not because, mm. like, and what I always it's what a perfect I, balance what, of a lot, yeah. but not enough. What I thought was like a seventy million dollar investment into the Super League isn't enough to fix a Super League, right? So I wouldn't invest my money there um, because, like, you look at it, that's not even half of what the NRL gives its its clubs every year. Yeah. Right? So it's – I don't know if we're talking pounds or dollars, but anyway, it's it's probably around about. So, like, I don't know if Super League is your best bang for buck. Like, I'd be looking at where are some areas where a, a nice cash injection like that could help develop the game quickly. Mm. Uh, so areas where the game already exists. So I immediately think about France and I, we spoke earlier about having a second strong European competition. And I think France is the best place to base that. And you can start to, you can start to see clubs from, uh, you know, Spain and Italy and, and Russia and Serbia and Greece coming up through their pathways as well and their pyramid. pyramid. Mm. So I think France makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of people are going to say North America, uh, but I just don't think like... You inject seventy million dollars into North America, and it's still tiny. So, like, it would help. Sure, it will make things better than they are now. But are you going to get as an investor? Are you mm. going to get bang for buck? Uh, probably not. So, man, I reckon France. To be honest with you, is is my answer. But there's no right or wrong. There's so many ways we could spin it. What do you think, Big T? Oh, I want to give it to Russia. That's my first. <laughs> You're a sucker. <laughs> that's my first idea. Well, no, I really want Russia to be like a global powerhouse of rugby league. I'd be so. Uh, that would probably be one of the few countries where I'd be like, I'm, I'm happy for Australia to lose if it's to Russia. But the, um, the, I don't know. I don't know if just giving seventy million dollars to one country yeah. know, is, is a smart way to go. I want more time to think about it because I love the MEA. The yeah, the MEA. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd love to see that that whole Nigeria, Morocco vibe of the world yeah explode. And, and they could probably do more with We're that not fighting sort of money soccer or rugby or, or many other things there as, as hard as we are in other parts of but the, the world the, the, the dollar would probably go further there yeah, yeah, as yeah. well so that's actually a really good point and there'd, there'd be some good athletes there so, yeah, up there for thinking down 30, there for dancing 35 for Russia and then 35 for the MEA that's where I'm going <laughs> 5 for carbs and 5 for PT <laughs> yeah, yeah <and> <laughs> Mate, uh, John, thank you, mate. I think uh, I think you're going to be the last call, and I apologise to anyone that's missed out. But Mercho's winding me up. He's he's got We're a lot of in Russia. This is so great. <laughs> oh, I've got the mic. He said, "No, um, talking to the mic." Oh, talking to talking the mic. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mate. Um, so did you have anything else, or should we uh, should we end it there, mate? No, mate. That I mean, that's fantastic for me. It's um, are you, are you asking me or Big T? Well, where would you? Where, would, a, you, where yeah. would you send the seventy mil, John? Oh, that's a much better question. Um, I, th- I think it. I think it's a tough one. I think like you, like you guys have said, I've been really uh, been watching a lot of the uh, French league that's been uh, streamed by the clubs on their Facebook. And I think it's that's a really good start. I think we need to get France strong. Um, I'd also look into maybe a. Uh, a mainland Europe league um, semi-professional to start off with um, get some NRL development officers sort of living over Serbia, Russia, Spain, a couple of year contracts, see if we can um, improve the game right from grassroots level. But yeah. I think whatever the plan is, it's got to be, um, it's got to be a long-term vision. I that's think right. isn't there? that's the, uh, that's the aim, uh, not sort of boom and bust, but uh, something that can stand, stand the test of time. I think that's the key, mate. Long-term vision, unlike uh, 
couple of blokes who started a podcast and before you know it, they're up to 100, not knowing what the fuck they're doing, but uh, do it. <laughs> loving every second of it. Um, mate, John, I think episode 53 was from Russia with Scrum. So we, we, when, once the, um, once more, once you guys get sort of things happening and that summer nines and that, that ru- cup of Russia sort of is in the works, <clears throat> that again. come back on mate and um, tell us all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to, mate. And um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, guys. It's fantastic. And uh, best of luck with the uh, the new business as well. Uh, really looking forward to uh, that and uh, spending some of my money. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't plugged it enough. Chasingroos.com. <laughs> I haven't plugged it enough this episode. <laughs> but it's not even live yet. Landing page up there if you go there now. But yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, thanks for chasing kangaroos with us. No worries, guys. I love that guy. So, do you talk to him through Insta or through Twitter? How do you talk to John? I talk to John, I think, through Instagram. And he's yeah, okay. great because whenever when, – and, and this is a good lesson for anyone out there who's, um, who's administering, developing, playing internationally. And a few people do this, but John's one of the best at it. Whenever something happens in Russia, he sends me an essay and photos. Right. And I can then use that for, for golden points. I yep. can use that for social media clippings. And it's just a gr- it's just makes it really easy for me because I get bits of information all the time, and um, it makes it easy for me to sort of help spread the word. So yeah. John John's great at that, and I encourage others to do that. Um, Mercho, one more, or are we done? All right, we'll go one more because uh, as long as you're talking to the mic, he's happy. Sorry, yeah. mate. As long as I talk into the mic, we'll go last last call. Because if we're going to end on Russia, that's a pretty high. Yeah, you can switch. <laughs> Maybe we should. Is there even like geographically really high? Anyway, that's maybe like just time, me mentally. I'm it was just... like the time that guy accidentally said your, your real name, Big T. Who was that? Which guy was that? Was it Sean Hampstead? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you meant when we did a phone call. I but was he's like, your oh, best where? friend. Sean's your best mate. One of my best mates. He's actually a really nice bloke. What is up, fellow kangaroo Wow, you invented your own one. I love it. What's happening? Uh, I was planning that. This is Ollie. I know this voice. How you doing, buddy? Rugby league, in my opinion. Pretty good, guys. Mate, you know Ollie. what's fun- you know what's funny? My two and a half year old son. I'm at the- my kids. Big T. You might you might um, be able to you might understand this, this as well. You will relate to it. My kids are at the age where I'm their hero. Oh wow! And uh, my son walks. I'm, I was making breakfast this morning for the kids. My son walks in two and a half. He goes, hey, dad. I go, yeah, what's up? He goes, what is up, kangaroos? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, That's amazing. I love you so much. You're yeah. such a good kid. That's but right. uh, Ollie, how are you, man? I am doing pretty good. How are you guys? Yeah, good, man. We had to fit one last call in for the night and it had to be you because you asked me every week to be on the show and I thought we've got to get you on this one, <laughs> episode 100. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the chat, episode 100. <laughs> Looking forward to it. We're having it. What do you yeah. got, What do you want to ask us? <laughs> Stop looking. Well, look, look at, no, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to getting into the chat. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> You've actually interrupted. I was listening to episode 99 with Tony Collins uh, talking good was about the term rugby. So mm. you've rudely interrupted that. What are your thoughts so. on that, mate? Should we change the name? Do we keep it? Do we own it? I think we own it now. We we try to own it. I'm just up to the bit where you were talking about how when rugby league, well, the NRL, I should say, um, restarted in 2020, the first, as you said, English-speaking sport and all the Americans were getting behind this Australian rugby. And then, of course, the Aussies um, jumped on and were like, no, it's rugby league. And we're to be honest, right. if I was an American getting yeah. hammered for calling it the wrong thing, I'd probably stop watching. So 
yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, I think we keep it. I think, man, some good points there by Tony. It was a great episode. I've got to re-listen to it, actually. I hate listening to myself, Big T. I don't know if you're the same, mate. No, man, I love it. You love it. You got the sexiest, I love listening to you. The sexiest voice in uh, in rugby <laughs> league podcasting. Ollie, I saw before you ask us uh, your question. Actually, I saw you you had some posts about um, Brisbane too recently. There was some news today that uh, are we allowed to do this? Are we telling? What? Oh, because it got leaked. We're allowed to talk about it. Well, it's, we got leaked, and this this episode no will be, this will be released in a week, so people will oh, know yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. But um, yeah, Brisbane Bombers and uh, Ipswich Jets are now the Brisbane Jets, and I, mate, that's have you, did you hear about this one, Ollie? I sure did. And I actually, you know what? You're the source. You're the person who I found it out from. And then I went and obviously checked and I think the Australians just reported on it and stuff. So, um, hey, Ollie, yeah, I spoke, I I spoke yeah. to Nick Livermore about it, the, the boss of the Bombers. And um, yeah. yeah, he confirmed because I messaged him because what happened is, and this is going to be old news by the time this episode is released, but the, um, the Brisbane Jets started following me on Twitter and I sent Nick a message and said, this has to be obviously some sort of hoax, but... If not, it's a great idea, and you'll probably get, you'll probably win it if it's true. And then he rang me and said, "Hey, it's um, it's true, and we're really excited about it." And I'm excited for them because I think, I think the one thing holding the bombers back was the name bombers oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, Brisbane Jets, and we, we should have asked Albie Tallarico about it, um, Big T. Cause, I'll do it um, next week. Yeah, do it next week because Newtown Jets would be a great uh, New South Wales Cup feeder side for them as well if they get if they get the nod. But yeah, how do you? I know. I think you had a podcast recently, Ollie, as well, talking about yeah. the, the recent bids. I, I bet you wish you recorded it a week later. <laughs> oh, I, I sent the um as like when I found out my co-host Cooper, I sent I sent him a little like post over. I was like, oh man, we're already out of date. But um, <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, it's well n- not confirmed yet at the time we're recording. But um, yeah, I think the big thing with that is uh, they probably will win it now. Uh, the big thing will be the fan base because I personally believe an external sort of team like the Brisbane Bombers would find it hard to find a sustainable fan base. So I think what needs to happen now is focus on that Ipswich market, focus on the current Ipswich Jets fans and show them why they need to get on board with the Brisbane Jets. Um, and I've seen a lot of comments online, well, oh, why isn't it the Ipswich Bombers? I think a lot of people need to understand um, when sports teams are branding themselves, um, like a capital city, like a recognisable name, like a Brisbane, it sells, right? Like Sydney sells, Brisbane sells, Melbourne sells more than, you know, like an Ipswich, for example. So I think they're right in terms of the branding uh, that way. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing from here is to um, capture that Ipswich market and yeah. show Ipswich Jets fans why they need to be Brisbane Jets yeah. fans. I like Brisbane. I like Brisbane. I like two Brisbans. It reminds me because, like, when you look at the name, the Brisbane, uh, the Queensland brands, very American sport, and like all American sports, they'll have like two New York teams, right? There's no, it's not like North New York and South New York. It's like New York Jets and New York Giants. And um, what I like about the Jets as well is all the all the Queensland teams have very American mascots like Cowboys and Broncos and, and Titans, and now the Jets fits right in mm. as well if they were to get the nod. So uh, it, it works, and we'll see how they go. We wish them the best of luck. I, I still like the Dolphins. I wonder what their next move is going to be now. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. But, uh, yeah, interesting times, mate, for, for team number 17. Can I just pivot us onto your Instagram page? Because it has such a great, like, a... Uh, Look that that kind of vibe, that pencily. I don't know how to describe it visually, but it, you've got such an, a unique and and uh, yeah, unique look. How, how did you come about to that? 
I'll be honest. So my most my look, it's it's a current look. Like it's very recent. Um, I do a rebrand sort of every year. To be honest, I was literally just playing around. I was like, I need to make up a new graphic that's a bit more clean and good looking. And I was playing around with this graphic and like two hours. And honestly, it wasn't a planned thing. Like I just went down the rabbit hole of, okay, this graphic looks good. You know what? I think I can make a logo that fits that theme. Because I've never really had a logo that fit the theme of the graphics themselves. So I thought, okay. And it's just simple. It's clean. It's not too exciting, but then again, it's like it's clear rugby league, in my opinion. Mm. And yeah, that's just how how I'm going from here on out. Are you a graphic designer, Ollie, or are you just self taught? No, I'm definitely not a graphic designer. Yeah. No way. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah. And you've also got a question on here, which is excellent, uh, and I think it's from the the look before this look. You've asked Roberto Farrar or or Michael Ennis who is better at their peak, and I want before you ask us your question, I want to know what you think, Roberto Farrar or uh, Michael Ennis. You're, you're talking. I'm asking. Oh, well, I know who asking. you think. I know who you think Big T. So I'm going to go, and especially he was the popular consensus, uh, Roberto Farrar. Yeah, well done. So um, you can say on the line. Well done. But what do you get, what do you he, think, though, Cabano? Well, in my opinion, Ollie. Um, <laughs> Michael Ennis. And I, I actually believe, um, so there was a long time where Queensland were just shellacking New South Wales in state of origin. You better calm down. And I believe if, um, Michael Ennis was the hooker, cause he. You better calm nah, down. Well, and I'm also saying it cause you know, to give Big T the shits. <laughs> but, uh, I think things might've been different if Ennis had a few more cracks. And I know he's not the, the most popular player. He was a bit of a grub, but, um, I think he was unlucky to not play more state of origin. Yeah, I think that's a ridiculous comment. And you've just, after 100 episodes, you sounded so and smart and great for 99. You sounded so out. smart and great for 99. You've sounded really good for the last hour as well, and then you just made yourself look so stupid. Hey, Ollie, before seconds. Big T absolutely murders me <laughs> for uh, for saying the Lord's as name if it wasn't about, As if it wasn't, ga- and I'm not going to talk about that team. Hey, uh, Ollie, what's your question, mate? Well, it's Greek rugby league related. I wanted Ooh. to keep it. International Rugby League related. I know I've been commenting on all your posts lately and when we've been messaging cards, I've been telling you about how Greece is going to win the 2021 Rugby League World Cup. Yeah, um, of course. My girlfriend's Greek, yep. so is her dad, and I'm all right mates with um, Stuart McLennan, yeah, of course, who yeah. recently wrote an, an article for ARL about uh, your new venture with Phil Brown. Yeah, chasingroves.com. Um, I don't think I've mentioned it uh, very much on this episode, but uh, yeah, check um, it out. If you haven't already, there's a landing page. We'll have a whole shop there soon. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've seen it come today, uh, Stuart, uh, a little bit. Of course, he's heavily involved in Greek rugby league. And as yeah. I said, so my girlfriend and her dad are Greek. And yep. I went on to, well, which will soon be the former mascot ground earlier this year. Yep. Got a couple of Greece jerseys for myself and my girlfriend. And I got her That's dad tough. a shirt, which he wears all the time. He just loves the material, he says, but yep. he reps. Greek rugby league now, which is amazing. So I'm getting on the Greek bandwagon. I certainly don't want to support Australia, but honestly, one Relax. of the things I'm really looking okay. forward to. You're making big for the really angry, World man. Cup. First, he said Michael Ennis was better than Robbie Farrar. He did not. He said Robbie <laughs> Farrah. I'm keeping close track of who said what. Mate, yep. Sorry, continue. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, so I'm just looking forward to being able to sit down with them in my Greek rugby league jersey and watch the World Cup. Yep. Um, but anyway, my question is, and as as weird and as obvious as it may seem, how do you guys think Greece will do at this World Cup? Because mm. they will have some sort of some Aussie influence. I know that Billy Magulius will yep. be the oh. the star of the show. Billy Billy. I don't 
Peter Mamatsil should be there they, as well from Souths. Yeah, Mamatsil. Well, I was going to bring him up. Him and I believe there are a couple others sort of younger sort of Jersey flag players coming through the ranks currently that will probably play for Greece in the upcoming World Cup. So it's interesting. Like, obviously, I think they're the favourites to have the worst tournament. Um, but what do you guys think? And I, I guess, how did they develop from here now that they've made their first World Cup? You know, from going from uh, rugby league being banned in Greece, now qualifying for a World Cup, like, what's next? So firstly, let me just say, buying a, a jersey for your future father-in-law, great move. So smart. Yeah, great move. you got to get in on the on, on the good side, got to get in with the family. And I can just tell you, if you get on to the Parama Tigers Rugby League, you can also get him a, an excellent hoodie, more Greek and rugby league in there, Parama Tigers get around them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely will. Thanks. So I'll have to get it from chasingroos.com eventually. Maybe yes, you should. We'll get them on there eventually. Thank we'll get you. all the Tigers from around the world and a few dragons. <laughs> right. And a few dragons. Mate, um, look, Greece are in a tough group, hey? Yeah. Like England, Samoa, France. I really can't see Greece beating any of those sides. I'd love for them to get an upset, but I can't see that happening. Um, last when I spoke, and, and I think they would understand that as well. I don't think they'd be under yeah. any, they wouldn't be disillusioned. Like they know that it's great that they got to the World Cup. That's the achievement and they just want to do the best they can, get the best experience they can. Greece is really good in that. Um, last time I spoke to George Stilianos from Greek Rugby League, he um, he sort of said that a lot of the players that would be in this squad are guys that have already represented Greece. So they're not really out there looking for more heritage players, they might find a few that pop up. Billy Magulius and Peter Mamatsoulis are guys that help them um, that help them make it to the World Cup. Rob Tuliatu is another one uh, who who might be there as well. And so they've got a good mix of heritage and domestic. They're going to have at least eight domestic players there. Um, and when I say domestic, not necessarily guys like there'll be guys like Theodorus Neonakis who's in the domestic competition, but there'll also be guys like Stefanos Bastos who's playing. Um, who's playing uh, in Elite One or is it, no, is it Elite One or is he in League One? He's in one of those competitions now. So th- there are a few Greek players who played French league, league Elite One this year and they're the sort of domestic guys that will be there. They're going to be better for that experience. Just being in this World Cup is going to be great for them. They're going to be able to take that experience back. And I think the trick for Greece is for those guys to wear their jersey proudly and then take it back home share that experience and make sure that next World Cup, if they're there, there are 10 domestic players or 12 domestic mm. players and that continues to grow until Greece is pretty much um, no longer relying on heritage players. I think that needs to be a goal for most nations like that and Greece are well-placed. They're growing every year. They've got new clubs all the time. And don't forget, man, they were under, they were playing under some of the worst conditions. Yeah. Like it was so, it was illegal yeah. to play. They were playing midnight games. Police were rounding them up, and it was, um, yeah, it was it was difficult, but they did it. And that was only a hundred episodes ago, because you were reporting on that, that you was, know, an episode like ten or eleven. That was ninety six episodes ago. We yeah. spoke about that episode four. That's how I met George, because after that episode, he um he contacted me and said, "Hey, thanks for sharing our story. That was mm. great." And um yeah, so Greece is Greece is like Serbia, like they're doing some great things domestically. They will continue to, and they know like. They're not. They're not. They're not at the World Cup to win games. They're at the World Cup to be at the World Cup. They've mm-hmm. already got success, and it's just a matter of what happens next. And I think they can do some great things. Yeah, is it true that um, like while the game was banned, there players would actually find out about their upcoming fixture because they get like 
a piece of paper or something and it'd just say like a location and a time, like it wouldn't say the opponent. There was a lot, yeah, Is that true? There was a lot of secretive stuff. I don't, I haven't, I don't know about that particular story, but I do know that there were times where players were put on a bus and um, driven to a game without knowing where it was going to be. There were times where I know for a fact that like, so for example, if they were playing, um, they were playing, I think it was Balkan Super League games where they would tell, they would publicly say on social media that the game was being played the, on a different date, like the following date so that they could play the game and the police wouldn't know about it. They'd think it was happening the next day, so they wouldn't really worry about it. Uh, so that that sort of means they missed out on te- like live streams and opportunities like that to showcase games, but they kind of had to do it. Um, so yeah, that stuff like that, man, definitely happened. And yeah, for them I to think- do that and then to get to the World Cup is incredible. Yeah, they made it. So it's it's a huge story. There should be a movie about it. Mm. And um, you yeah. should direct. I'll, I'll direct it. I'll write the book. No, I won't write. Stuart <laughs> McLennan can write the book. Actually, yes. he'd be great. Yeah, yeah, mate, Ollie. Um, Anything else, mate? Anything else you want to chat about before we uh, before we wind up episode one hundred? Well, just a quick question: um, Are you guys still planning on heading out to, I believe, Campbelltown on the twenty eighth of Feb for the Uruguay Brazil game? Because <laughs> if so, I'll see you there. Uh, I will. I will be there. I'm yeah, double checking my calendar as we speak. There. Give me a sec. Yeah, I'll Brazil. be there. It's a tough few weeks because you've got the Sydney Nines in Cabramatta. You've got Brazil, Uruguay a week later, and then a week later, or is that the same week? It might be the same weekend. And then a week later, you've got um, El Salvador uh, and Peru. So there's a lot of rugby league happening in like Liverpool, Cabramatta area over three weeks. So I'm going to try to get to as much of that as I can, but I think it's likely that I'll be at the Brazil, Uruguay game, mate. Yes, that's what I'm going to on the 27th. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to go to that one and the El Salvador one. Yeah. Yeah. There's um there's a cool announcement uh around that game, mate, which is why I'll be there. And it's something oh. that I can't share yet, but I'll sort of No, he's always got something I'll in the hint, pocket. I'll hint I'll hint at it now, mate. And uh we'll talk soon. I reckon it's got something to do with wait for it. No, Chasing no, 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 no. <laughs> Edit that bit out, Mercha. No, chasing no, 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 no. <laughs> Um <laughs> Hey Ollie, thanks for chasing Ken Cruz with us, mate. And we'll see you there. I'll, well, I'll see you guys there, and thanks for having me on. Jeez, man. Woo, big T. I've got to get some merch. Working up a sweat. For those games, I just realized I can't turn up and buy my Tigers gear. What do you want to wear? What do you want? What's your size? <laughs> Text me your size and your jersey, and we'll... Um, 7XL. I'll, I'll speak and, um, to a guy. Yeah. Which one are they? Brazil. I'm definitely going for a Brazil versus Uruguay. You're Uruguay. for Brazil? Oh, for sure. Yeah, They're doing on. so much for rugby league. I mean, yeah. And then El Salvador, they're playing... What's this gone? Who's El Salvador They're playing? They're playing Peru. I've got to say El Salvador because I'm on the committee. But the Peruvian jersey, sensational. Well, then I'll go for Peru just for that one. We yeah. have a sandwich bet on that game. Yeah, sandwich bet. Don't we haven't had one of those in a while? Here we go. I think he's still owe me about six sandwiches. Oh, so. actually, probably I think I owe at least two. <laughs> Do I owe you two. one yet? Do no. I owe you one? I've got to have one. I think we had a bunch in the World Cup. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of sand. We're going to have like a whole anti-pastel tray. I need to listen to that episode, actually, because we put heaps on that game. We'll do that. that. Let's listen to that before the World Cup and like recap on it. And yep. yeah, we'll do some live streams of us watching it. Hey, Mercho, Ooh. thanks for staying awake for this entire episode, mate. I look forward to, you've got a whole week to edit it, buddy. So good luck. <laughs> and uh, You're going to need all week. Hey, Big T, thanks for the beers. My pleasure. Thank, thank, thank you, mate. Denim. Yeah, Denim. I'll have it. I'll, I'll mention it to him. I'll say, mate, listen to 100. And uh, yeah. You only listen to, just listen to the first five minutes and then you can stop. He'll be hooked. He'll be hooked after the first five <laughs> yeah. minutes. 
Um, guys, thank you. Mo- most importantly, thank you to you all, the Kangaroo Chasers. Like 100 episodes. I'm surprised we got to three or four. Um, I really, truly am. I'm I, think, hum- I think Mercho coming on really helped. M- Mer- into another gear. Mercho coming on did help. That was like when shit got real. So Mercho, thank you. Um, that should have been our answer actually for um yeah for, for Sandy yeah yeah Mercho coming when did on board well, I had one. a producer and it sounded better that, that was time, when I knew it was better <laughs> that time I called Big T and said who's your producer yeah. I need help yeah um yeah so but yeah thank you to the listeners like your support um the the following us on the socials uh subscribing to us um tagging us tagging us like just having conversations with us telling people about us writing reviews, all of that stuff, like it means the world to us. And uh, it's it's really the reason why we continue every single week. And uh, Big T, thanks to you as well, man, because you, like there is no more passionate rugby league man than you. Oh, shut up. What about you? That was a stupid thing to say. Oh, no, it wasn't stupid. You told me, called me stupid and told me to shut up. I love you. <laughs> I love you. No, but, there's, uh, no one that, there's no one that can get onto to a committee to choose the golden boot just from like talking about rugby league into a microphone with so much passion. That was you, big boy. I did all right. I did all right. But yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thanks thanks to everyone. And 100 episodes. We've got 100 more coming up. And and being on the other side of this, I know very, very well, better than anyone else, that the amount of work you do for, for golden points and for getting us interviews and stuff is huge. So you were definitely the bacon on the plate. And I appreciate <laughs> your smell. You're a champion, mate. Thanks, guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you for for chasing kangaroos with us. We'll see you next week. Chasing Kangaroos is brought to you by Matt Haynes Sport. We are mixed and produced by Paul Murchison. Our theme music was written and recorded by Ash Barco and Ricky Cancino. The podcast is hosted by me, Michael Carboni, and The Biggest Tiger. Views are our own.